some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Put the children to bed. It's time for Dan and Aldo to bear their souls. I love the Chicago Bears more than I do masturbating, and that is a lot. Dan, with three seconds left, Bob Avellini throws a 30-something yard touchdown pass to Greg Latta, and the Bears win, and I literally shit my pants. I swear to God, I literally did. Eric Kramer, for me, I love the guy. He's a tragic figure. I mean, he embodies all that is. If they don't run the ball here, I'm going to vomit. I swear to God. Look, I don't mean any disrespect. He just didn't play that well. Not for a guy of his caliber. Know they won, but I'm I'm going to be miserable all week because they stunk. I don't, I don't really have any recollection of that at all, but I guess perhaps I blacked it all out. So Dan, tape is the ultimate tool for scouts and for coaches to evaluate players, to detect plays, and so forth. And they spend hours looking at tape, right? Why do they so often get shit wrong? Ladies and gentlemen, Dan and Aldo. Man, Olivia Newton-John dies. Anne Hesh is in stable or unstable condition from a car crash, and so are the Chicago Bears because now we've got massive drama with Roquan Smith. Can you believe that? I, I am on the way to Soldier Field for Family Fest. And all Bring your family out for all this fucking drama, folks. <laughs> exactly. The most unfamiliar thing happens. Roquan Smith says, fuck this, I want out. Can you believe that? Is this a shocker to you? I mean, I guess it is, but it isn't. I mean, if you'd asked me in June, was this possible? I, of course, I would have been like, yeah, until he gets a deal. Maybe it's just a negotiary tactic, uh, but I, I don't think so. He was so uh, – I sent you the statement that he made. I mean, I could read it now if we if we need to for prosperity purposes. But Yeah, let's do that. But before you do that, I want to let everybody know that today on this show, we are, besides talking about Roquan Smith, we're going to talk about this wide receiver position. Guys are going down like flies on an August uh, – They're like knee on a vagina. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, later, Tutra join us, and Nomad will be here. Uh, and he's got a special announcement to make uh, that maybe Mr. Shorty has already made. We'll, we'll if you're out. a Nomad, don't you go from one team to another? <laughs> this would be the time to leave the team, I guess, with, with this shit. Maybe everyone was right, and they're going to be 3-14, and 14 and I was stupid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Why don't you, with your beautiful pipes, uh, go ahead. To the city of Chicago. 
and all the Bears fans worldwide. This is from Roquan Smith. I have officially requested to trade. Just writing these words is deeply painful. I like the use of the semicolon. I'm a kid from Macon County, Georgia. When growing up playing football, you dream of making it to the NFL one day. However, playing the linebacker position, you never imagine getting drafted in the top 10 by the Chicago Bears. I'm a homegrown bear. A dream came true for me to have an opportunity to put the Bears helmet on, wear the same jersey that the legendary linebackers did, and it's an indescribable feeling. All this is, again, from Roquan Smith. Walking these hallways the past four years, you can feel the spirit. You feel the pressure to live up to the timeless history. That great legacy. I dreamt of playing like Wilbur Marshall, Mike Singletary, Lance Briggs, Brian Erlacher, Dick Butkus since the day I was drafted. I vowed to play this position at a level that upheld the standard that was seen before me to uphold the respect and honor I have. Unfortunately, the new front office regime, cure, uh, cue the, the booze there, the new front office re regime doesn't value me here. They refuse to negotiate in good faith. Every step of this journey has been taken or leave it. The deal sent me is one that would be bad for myself and the entire linebacker market if I signed it. I've been trying to get something done that's fair since April, but their focus has been trying to take advantage of me. I wanted to be a bear for my entire career. Help this, this team bring a Super Bowl back to our city. However, they've left me no choice than to request a trade that always... Uh, I'm sorry, that allows me to play for an organization that truly values what I bring to the table. The end of it is is right here. I haven't had the chance to talk to the McCaskey family, and maybe they can salvage this. But as of right now, I don't see a path back to the organization that I truly love. I hope and pray all of you can understand. I'm deeply sorry it's come to this. Sincerely, Roquan Smith. All right. Well, he does leave the door open there. He's asking for the McCaskies to step in. But uh, your overall thoughts on that before I uh, share mine, please. Uh, the statement felt like he wrote that. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe someone did some grammar on the writing or, or something to that effect. Not saying he isn't capable of it, but it didn't feel like something that a PR firm wrote is my point. Mm -hmm. I guess if you you are your own agent. That lends itself to maybe being just completely honest. So for that, I do believe that Roquan is being honest. However, if you if you read into any other report that's out there, and if there's any validity or truth to it, some people are suggesting that he wants $22 million a season mm -hmm. and wants to be the top-paid linebacker in all of football. Mm -hmm. And when I read that, I'm like, God, I could see the – again, we talked about last week, the week before. This, this organization – this general manager didn't draft him. He's changing schemes. He's going from 3-4 to 4-3. And, and now he wants to just that kind of jump in, in, in salary, especially when they can make you play this year. They don't have to trade you. They can say, all right, well, we'll find you. So I hate to defend the organization on this one, but as much as I want him to be back, I wouldn't make him the highest-paid linebacker either. What do you think? Do, let me ask you this question first. Do you think he is one of the top three, four, five linebackers in the NFL? Probably not. Top 10, yes. Really? Maybe not top three. Okay. Top five, maybe. Uh, At that weak side linebacker, projecting. I, I think he's worth uh, most of the money he's asking for. Mm -hmm. And I'd like for him to be here. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to pay him as much as like you were going to pay Mac or something. You know, I mean. 22 million feels a little steep. 
Well, Ian Rappaport was the one that broke the news on social media today, and um, he was the one that tweeted out that statement from Roquan Smith. And I've got an interview with Ian Rappaport that I want to play, but before I do, I just want to say two things real quick. I thought Roquan was being very unprofessional in releasing that. First of all, he needs to get an agent, first and foremost, you know, this is why you have agents so that they handle all this adversarial bullshit and go at it. This is part of the business. And for him to try to reach out to Chicago Bears fans and say, you know, I love you. I love you. I, I don't want to go, but I got to go because these guys are treating me so harshly. Uh, you know, that's not to me. That's not the way it should be handled. He needs to have a professional agent who is going to go in there and fight for uh, for his be on his behalf. And secondly, if he really wants a trade to be done, an agent is the only one that can help make that happen. There's no way he's going to be in charge of his own trade negotiations. The, the, the Bears, Ryan Pose is not going to say, hey, well, go ahead and figure out a trade like they do with some agents. That's not going to happen. So it, it's kind of bullshit that, you know, he doesn't have an agent and he's appealing to fans and he's handling it publicly. Not a good look for Roquan. Do you think he was uh, writing that letter to us, though, as fans? But, but you know for sure he also was doing it as a negotiation tactic. He, he wanted to embarrass Ryan Pose because he feels Ryan Pose has embarrassed him with the offer that was made. And may, maybe if you look at it from that way, from that standpoint, maybe it's not a bad thing for him to do. But it's traditionally, you get an agent, they fight it out in a private room, nothing is brought publicly. Now, there have been some exceptions to that. Uh, you remember when Lance Briggs was like, I'll never play for the Bears again. And course, yeah, yeah, and then suddenly he signed a six-year deal. That's right. So, you know. I mean, even Erlacher, I remember listening to Erlacher on Dan Patrick's show. I used to listen to that because he would bring Keith Olbermann on. Mm -hmm. And I would listen to the days that Olbermann and Patrick were together because it was old school sports center, you know, and uh, nostalgia for me. And I remember they had Erlacher on. This is right after the Super Bowl loss. And he was saying, man, I love Lance like a brother, but he's not coming back, man. It's done. Mm. And and he got a deal done. Yeah. Erlacher even said Lance is not coming back. And like two months later, he was back. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I don't know. Do you think this is this is over? No, I think he I think he eventually comes back. I really do. Um, but there's harsh feelings here. I'll play uh, some of that polls press conference. I'll play uh, Iberflus's reaction to it. But first, let's listen to Ian Rappaport. He was on the Score Sports Radio, the uh, Parkinson Spiegel show. And thanks to 670 AM, the score for this. They reached out to Ian Rappaport, who broke this. This is a six minutes from the 15 minute interview they had with Ian. Uh, I think we'll all find this interesting. My understanding of the latest offer is that it was. You know, the overall APY looked like a lot, but in reality it was a backloaded deal where, you know, maybe the last year of the deal was, was way higher than the rest of it, bringing up the average artificially so it's not sort of real money. Um, I know there was a de-escalator clause, which is really rare, and he did not appreciate. Um, and it's, you know, the, the negotiating style of 
the Bears um, is something that sounds like he is extremely frustrated with. And, you know, Cliff Stein's sort of back in the saddle here um, with, with contract negotiations. And um, it's been difficult. I mean, obviously some of the rookie deals took a long time. This has taken an unfortunate turn. Um, it is, you know, not a great situation. I would say it's over, over, but, you know, this is where Roquan Smith is right now. So to be clear, Roquan Smith is asking for more than Shaquille Leonard? Yeah, and, you know, it sounds like to me like the Bears' offer would put him there, but it's not real money in that, you know, the last year is artificially high, so it would bring up the average and look like it's a lot of money, but would not actually make him the highest-paid linebacker. You know, and and look, I mean, when you talk about these high-value contracts – almost always the next great guy becomes the highest paid. That's just the way it works. So that all makes sense. It's just really the structure is such, you know, that it wouldn't allow him to, like, actually see the money that's in the contract. Ian, do you have an understanding of why Roquan Smith does not have an agent? Is it simply because of the percentage he would owe? Um, That's a great question. Um, I think the percentage is some of it. Um, I know, you know he obviously came into this uh, with an agent who was represented, I believe, by CIA upon being drafted. Still had the, the holdout situation deep into camp originally. Um, you know, the way it was explained to me, he just wants to represent his own interest and, you know, thinks he can do it is, I think, you know, a pretty upfront guy. Um, so wants to represent himself. You know, I'm not sure it's much more than that. I don't, I don't think it's like he just doesn't want to pay the agent fees. I think it's that he wants to take, you know, kind of take the reins on his own interest and do it himself. When a play, is, you know, not 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 for everyone. It is not for everyone, but this is where he wants to be. When a player like him or like Lamar Jackson goes without an agent, are they supported by the union in a way that replaces most of what an agent can provide? Um, I believe he is supported sometimes by the union. Sometimes there are financial advisors who will kind of help him understand where he is. Um, there's all sorts of ways to do it without an agent. I always think, you know, in, in, an agent is a great way to do it because it's, to me, it's always important to have that buffer representing your own interests, but I don't get to make these decisions. And some of the players who've not had an agent, Bobby Wagner, for instance, have had great deals. Um, Laramie Tunsil, great deal. DeAndre Hopkins, great deal. You know, so generally I would say players should always have agents. Sometimes when you're at the top, top of your field, you know, you can make it work in other ways and still end up with an incredible contract. And I think, you know, that is the goal of Roquan Smith. Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network is our guest. How did it come to be, Ian, that Roquan has this very – carefully crafted statement and you're helping him put it out like it it read like it was written by an agent or a PR firm or the union and had the very specific thing you had about 94 non-quarterbacks with 15 million or more in salary that don't have de-escalators like it all felt very coordinated and informed what kind of light can you shed on the process here I mean, Roquan is pretty informed. You know, I I didn't get the sense from my dealings that it was written by a PR guy or agent or union. Uh, it's just, you know, when you're when you're doing this yourself, the only way to do it is to know everything that you're talking about. Um, 
so, I mean, I, to me, this is a player who knows exactly what he wants, is extremely well-versed, has done the research, is very specific. Um, he's been, you know, has really good knowledge, I think, of the history and where he wants the contract to be. Um, so this is just a player who, who knows what he wants. Um, that's, you know, the way I would describe it. Ian, is Ryan Poles trying to prove a point here, being so dug in, or is there a stubbornness factor that's going on uh, for a first-year, first-time GM in a big contract negotiation? Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is tough for a first-time GM to face these challenges. I mean, there's always challenges when you take over a new job, but this is a unique one, a great, great player without an agent. Um, it's, it's difficult. And then, you know, obviously the rookie contracts were – took a long time to get done as well. And, you know, Cliff Stein, who was the lead contract negotiator for years and years and then wasn't when, um, you know, Ryan Pace was in there and now is sort of back heavily involved. I think he's, he's been through it. He is a veteran. You know, he's taken a, a I would say, leadership role in a lot of this. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging. Um, you know, as far as proving a point, I think – what you're always worried about as a – not worried about, but what a lot of the focus is on as a first-time GM is precedent. For instance, if a player asks for this and wants this, we do this for him, we're going to have to do this for everyone. I think that's, that's always – you know, precedent setting is always the focus for first-time GMs because you do it once, you're going to have every player saying, well, why would you do it for him and not me? So I think there's a lot that goes into it, but, you know, knowing that you are basically setting up everything for your entire tenure – you know, I assume is going to be part of it. Dan, immediate thoughts? Well, I hadn't heard that before. So uh, it's interesting that Ian also interpreted as Roquan speaking straight from the gut mm-hmm. and not from a PR firm. I, I agree with that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really have a problem with Roquan representing himself. I mean, it's, it's none of my business. So if he... Feels he's educated enough to do it, and I assume he is, being from the SEC in Georgia. I mean, it's his money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if this is going to – like all my optimism about the Bears is just almost like – it feels like the toilet's been flushed on me right now. <laughs> if he's not there, I mean, we're probably in trouble. No, we're already in trouble, but that's another story for later in the show. Listen, here's what I – what a couple of the big things I got out of there is, first of all, he deserves to be the highest paid linebacker because that's what happens every year. The salary cap cap goes up unless there's another pandemic coming or some uh, outside phenomenon that's going to monkey pox monkey pox. That's going to stop <laughs> revenue of the NFL. The salary cap goes up 10 to $20 million each year. And so contracts that are signed today in two years are not of the same value. Patrick Mahomes, as they said in that interview a little later, I didn't include it, but Patrick Mahomes signed a $500 million contract with the Kansas City Chiefs in two or three years. Perhaps Justin Fields is going to have a bigger contract because that's how the market works. You, Jay Cutler, remember, was signed for an exorbitant contract, and then three years later, it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal anymore. Um, and so... That's one thing. So I think he deserves what he is looking for. The problem is, is that the way the deal is structured and that it's backloaded and there's some invisible money in there, it appears to me that Roquan is smart enough to say, guys, what yeah. the fuck are you doing to me here? 
I agree with that because, as you know, with the Khalil Mack situation, when he got to, oh, shit, his, his contract's how much now? And his salary cap hit is how much now? Okay, San Diego or L.A., whatever the fuck you are now, Chargers, come 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 take him. So, like, I did think of that when I was listening to it. I should have led with that. If the, if the contract, if the real money, the tangible liquid money is at the end, he probably won't be here to get it. Right. They, they would either cut him or trade him because his hit would be too high yeah. at the end. If you're going to make it all go to the end of the, the deal like that. Yeah. The biggest thing, of course, uh, is how much of it is guaranteed. And so none of that has been mentioned. Nobody knows. Uh, if if he's signing a $100 million contract and 90% of it is guaranteed, then, and, and if he's complaining about that, then he's wrong to complain about that. Um the guarantee bucks are the big thing. So I got a feeling it'll be worked out, but it is a well, fast Let me ask you this. Sure. We, we've we've said, you know, well, he wasn't drafted by this regime. Do you think if, if Ryan Poles truthfully has been like, okay, this is take it or leave it, do you think there's a chance that they don't think he's that good? Well, that's an interesting point. One that um, I forgot where I heard this in the radio is perhaps he doesn't fit that will linebackers. Oh speed. no, it's starting to sound like Greg Olson now. He doesn't fit our system. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so for example, you look at Shaquille Leonard, formerly known as Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard, uh, and I saw him at, at the senior bowl walking around with, with uh, his shorts on. Long-armed, long-limbed linebacker, and Roquan is not like that. Um, and so perhaps... Uh, Eberflus is saying, yeah, he would be a really good uh, Will linebacker, but is he a prototypical uh, Will linebacker in this scheme? No. Uh, perhaps that is what's going on. And um, Eberflus didn't offer up any clues as to what the value of Roquan to this defense other than what he has said before. Let's listen to Ryan Poles, he who – after Iberflus met with the media, Ryan Post came out to the media and said, "Yeah, I got to address this because he was getting a lot of heat uh, on the in Chicago radio Thank saying, you. "Are you the Bears organization is really not going to comment on this because that was their uh, initial stance?" Go ahead. Give him credit for doing so because Ryan Pace would not have. Yes, absolutely, absolutely right. Um, and so uh, Pozo, though he, he does look like he's he's going through some major depression here, just like you and I are about this whole thing. This is Pulse and uh, a Pulse, and then followed by Flus talking about Roquan. I'll double down on what I did before. My feelings for Roquan have haven't changed at all. I think he's a very good football player. I love the kid. Love what he's done on the field, um, which makes me really disappointed where we're at right now. Um, I thought we'd be in a better situation, to be completely honest with you. In terms of our philosophy in the front office, I've always believed and always will be that we take care of our homegrown talent. We pay them, we take care of them, and, and we take care of them for what they've done and what they can be become in the future. And with this situation, we've showed respect from a, from a very early time frame. And with that said, I mean, there's, there's record-setting pieces of this contract that I knew for a fact was I thought was going to show him the respect that he deserves. And obviously that hasn't been the case. Uh, with that said, you know, we can't lose sight that this isn't about one player. My job is to build a roster 
that's going to sustain success for a long period of time. And at the end of the day, we got to do you know what's best for the Chicago Bears. Ryan, is your intention to trade him as his request asks for, or do you think something can be worked out? Right now, my intentions are to sign Roquan to this team, and we're going to take it day by day. And at the end of the day, we got to do what's best for this organization. But my intentions are to make sure Roquan Smith's on this team. Were you aware that it was this dire, I guess, in his mind? It's a little bit. You know, like, there's always going to be a little bit of separation, but at the same time, like, for an extension, it's got to make sense for both sides. And and obviously, we're not at that point for him to put that out there. Have the negotiations been him directly to you um, because he doesn't have an agent? How does that work? Yeah, it make, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, there's there's emotions involved, and uh, it's tough. It's it's a very unique situation that we've had to de- deal with, and I thought we've done a pretty good job. Um, which again, that's why I'm a little disappointed that we're at this spot. Um, you know, uh, things in in this business happen, right? And uh, you know, there's there's few things that surprise you, and uh, you take it for what it is, and you move forward, and that's what you do. Uh, so I really didn't have any reaction. I was uh, I was disappointed. In, in, in that, but uh, that's where it is right now. We're working forward. Ryan's going to be working forward with Roquan, and we'll see where it goes. And it involves you too, doesn't it, though? I mean, Ryan's looking at your contract. Ryan's looking at future numbers, but you're looking at a player that it sounds like, based on your comments this offseason, is essential to what you're doing. Yeah, we're a football team, you know, so everything everybody does affects everybody, right? So we have to know that as a group. Uh, so we will look uh, positively um, at it in terms of getting guys work. That, that need the work and a positive note that it will get done and we'll see where it goes. With that, let's bring in Johnny Santucci. How are you, Johnny Santucci? Get on there. Get in here. Let me, let me, let me fix this. Hold on. Let me put this here. Let me put this here. <laughs> put that here. I feel like I'm up between two alts, like between two ferns. <laughs> Between two ferns. <laughs> Between two Aldos. <laughs> oh what, my goodness. What about there's, your ear there, uh, Tooch? There is so much to unpack here, but I wanna I wanna uh highlight a few uh, Ryan Pohl's quotes. One was I think he's a very good football player. He didn't say great football player though, did he, although? Mm-hmm. Did Does not. that tell you something about how much, you know, he thinks the contract should be worth kind of how much the player, you know, uh, where, where his standing is in the league of, of linebackers. Well, uh, when you're negotiating, you have to be yeah. careful what words you use. Cause it, cause yep. it can come back, you know, Roquan could right. say, you just told the media I'm the best linebacker in football. So <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta be careful. Right. Uh, it's a shame that it, it went, public the negotiations you know and I, I know that was kind of what you hinted at mm-hmm. uh when you were talking about roquan you know releasing this statement how you know now it's public so now you know the, the dirty laundry is going to be a, a a part of the negotiations but uh here, here's here's some other things that 
uh, poll said, I love the kid. I love what he's done on the field. What about off the field? You know, what <laughs> don't like what, what uh, Roquan does off the field? You know, I know I'm just reading between the lines and stuff. Well, no, and then, you uh, make a good point there uh, because there is that mystery thing that uh, Dan and I talk about uh, uh, constantly. What happened yeah. uh, for that Raider game that he mysteriously right. didn't play because something personal? The Bears know what it was. So maybe that's part of what why they are concerned about giving him the house and, and many uh, uh, tens of millions of guaranteed dollars. Plus, he 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 held out the first time, right? He held yeah, out. He, that's right. Yeah, that's and uh, you know he also said we can't lose sight uh, that this isn't about one player. You know, at the end of the day, we have to do what's best for the Bears. That you know uh, they don't want to. You know, they're trying to build a team, so you know that obviously was negotiation speak you know we we have to uh make sure that you know going to be able to build a roster because i think Eberflus just did a, a hit with peter king where he said i've got two spots on the shelf you know for the trophies you know we're going to win for uh, you know yeah, winning yeah. the nfc and winning the you know lombardi trophy mm-hmm. and, the, and the, you know the alice trophy but but uh, uh that, another thing was uh you know I, I always talk about roquan doing roquan things you know, how, uh, you know, like you said, he missed the game. He had a mental health break or whatever, you know, held out the first time. It doesn't have an agent. And that's a huge, uh, the, the chat room has been fantastic tonight, although. I mean, hey, the points in there, oh, they're, they're fantastic. I want to, I want to uh, emphasize something that uh, I think an idea that Stephen Nagishi had in there, and it was uh, Ryan Pace set a low bar. And I'm going to give you an example is the Jimmy Graham contract. You know, which we, although you and I have always talked about, what the hell is this contract? Yes. You know, it was like it was like a golden parachute for an aging veteran. That Ryan, <laughs> Pace, <That's> right? <laughs> Ryan Pace, uh, Roquan was a part of the Ryan Pace regime, drafted mm-hmm. by Ryan Pace, mm-hmm. and he uh, he was used to seeing Ryan Pace fill out all this candy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so why why shouldn't he expect to get the Ryan Pace treatment? You know. But like like uh, other people in the chat room pointed out, this Ryan Poles isn't married to uh, 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 Ryan Pace's guys. This isn't his. He didn't, you know he didn't mm-hmm. draft uh, Roquan Smith. And yeah, Jordan Silvera's also said many times. I, I kind of have emphasized it as well too. Is that you know off ball linebackers aren't that difficult to find. You mm-hmm. know, and maybe maybe in this defense, you know, they can just plug in. You know, another draft choice or a free agent. You know, they, they already signed uh, an XFL player who was like a defensive player. Uh, it was X, XFL, USFL. I forget the guy's name. Uh, they just signed uh, the leading tackler of the. Oh, oh yeah. League. Yeah. I, I know who you're talking about, but yeah, I don't have right. his name. Maybe in anticipation of this, you know, the situation, the contract negotiations weren't going too well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the, the two position groups uh, that I, I talked about, I think, last week or the week before were uh, linebacker and wide receiver, you know, mm-hmm. the ones that I was worried about. You know, I wasn't as worried about the offensive line since we signed Schofield and Reef. You know, we got a lot better. Wide receivers, man, I don't know. Do we have any healthy, healthy ones left? <laughs> Not many. <laughs> I don't even know. But that that's where I'm at, although. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, your thoughts on what you heard from Poles and Eberflus? I thought that they were – I thought Poles' comments uh, were as 
I mean, it wasn't like he was just talking out both sides of the mouth. I thought he was being upfront with us there too. He, it is his job to try to to build the team. Like you all said, he didn't call him great. I don't know if that was like a jab, but I think that that's his honest opinion that like, okay, he's good. He's good, but he's not worth X, I think is where they're coming from. And I don't know, man. It, I'm not optimistic about this now at all. But was was he there today? Roquan was there today. Uh, so he's still holding in then. Holding in, indeed. So well, that's a good sign then. It does seem like he wants to be there. And the past history shows that, you know, he, he held up basically until the very end in 2018 before taking the deal. Uh, so maybe that's what he wants to, to skip these exhibition games. Yeah. I think it's going to get done. You know, uh, the fact of the matter is that the Bears hold all the um, cards, so to speak. All the cards. Thank you. Here's the deal. I mean, he's under contract for this year. He has to play this year or he won't get his fifth year of eligibility. Right. So he's got really no fucking choice. Um, if he holds out this year, he's back to square one. And so he's going to play. Uh, he may not be a happy camper. He may pull an A-Rob and, oh, my ankle hurts or, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I'm not going to play as hard. He may do that. I hope he doesn't. I don't think he's uh, going to do Alshon that. Alshon Jeffrey was the king of that here. Yeah, he sure fucking. Oh, fuck, man. I got a soft tissue thing, my toe. Yeah, my penis is, uh, it burns in a pee. <laughs> I, I asked Aldo this question last week. I thought, uh, what was the minimum amount of games Roquan could play to get credit for this fifth year? Right? Yeah. He made, he did. He it's made like eight, back. right? I think it I is think eight. Yeah. I think it's 10, but I could be wrong. I mean, it's maybe someone in the chat room. Uh, uh, I bet Jordan knows. Jordan knows everything, baby. Yeah, I saw him comment on. He, he said. Tooch, fuck you, Jordan. I saw it. <laughs> no, but he was talking about it was a lazy take to blame it on Ryan Paul. Go back through the chat messages now to find out Jordan Jordan uh, disc me in the chats. No, he just said it's a lazy take to blame this situation on Ryan Pace. Oh, come on. Pace was dishing out these these cake contracts, man. It was like every Roquan had no choice but to expect, you know, something. I mean, I gave the Jimmy Graham contract. You want me to give some more, some more contracts? Uh, you know, Jordan it's like, says it's six games. He only has to play six games, or he, or I, 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 it's either he only has to play six games, or he sits out six games. That's what I. But yeah. I mean, now there's this. Now it's a 17 game schedule. It could be different. I think you have to play 10 mm -hmm. to get credit for a season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right so i think it gets done because the the bears hold all of the cards and roquan is smart enough to know that he's putting pressure on the organization by going to the fans and trying to put heat on them he could Absolutely make this right. unpleasant by sitting out a few games, if he's only got to play six or eight or ten, he'll he'll make sure he's available for those to get to to get that. But it, it would be very disruptive for the Bears to win any games this season. I got to tell you, this defense. I've attended three practices. I went to, as at the family fest today, and I was at two practices last week. And unless my daughter has her baby this week, I'll be I'll be at Thursday's practice. 
And this defense looks extraordinary. I mean, fast and knowledgeable. In fact, I've got uh, uh, Danny Shimon was with me today. I'd like to play his thoughts on what he witnessed out there. Uh, Danny is is great to sit beside when you're watching a game or a practice because he's got those scout eyes. Um, and I'm over here trying to shoot as much video. I got some great video today uh, because security people weren't looking at me like they were going to lock me up. Uh, Bragg's but- there. Greg Braggs was there. I saw him on, on the way out, gave him a great big hug, and um, he's he's got something special going on, too. I'm going to give you a little tease. Watch uh, social media on Thursday. Pace was handing out extensions like uh, Come on, right? <laughs> he right, treated – he, he gave out good contracts. You know, Roquan was <laughs> like, you know, he probably, he's, he's probably missing Ryan Pace. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But uh, I was saying uh, a uh, a plug for my man, Greg Braggs. He's got a special announcement on Thursday, and uh, so stay tuned for that. I'm sure he'll announce it through, through social media, or maybe he's got a show planned on but, Thursday. Before you uh, go to uh, Danny, I want to sure. ask you guys, both of you guys one question. Do you think the Bears feel any pressure uh, to sign Roquan due to the fact that he's probably one of the most popular players among the fans? Wouldn't you say he's the he, – well, in the clubhouse, too. In the clubhouse. You know, yeah. that's why you probably they'll want to get it done, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What do you guys think? You know, it's hard to say because it, it, Ian Rappaport made that really good point about precedent. If you cave in to Roquan's demands now, then you have set the president, precedent, and then you're going to become like Ryan Pace. <laughs> or Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> or both, handing out extensions and doing whatever the players want and so forth. One of the things that we know for sure about Ryan Poles is that he's disciplined. We saw that in the draft. We all wanted wide receivers. We all wanted offensive linemen. We all wanted. We all had our expectations as to what he was going to do in the draft, but he was super, super disciplined to his board. They wrote out who they liked, they ranked them, uh, and they stuck to that. They didn't say, well, we really need more of an offensive lineman than we need that position or whatever. So it, 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 right now um, we have to uh, be on, on the side that Poles is going to win this battle by being disciplined. I just you know, what, you know what bothers me in, in this situation is that it feels like if it ends up getting taken care of, they seal the deal. It seems like anytime someone holds out like this, they always get hurt mm-hmm. inevitably. Not to say it's going to be, oh, he ruptured his Achilles for fuck's sake. Nothing like that, I hope. That's but, you know, point. it's always like a, it's a hammy or a mm-hmm. groin. And then it, it fucks with them the whole season. And then immediately you start to hear like, well, he wasn't in football shape because he wasn't practicing. And you can be in great shape, but not football shape. It's like I've seen this story play out so many times. It's he needs to get out there as soon as he can. I mean, I understand it's a business, but if he wants to play this year, he really needs to. They need to, to iron this out quickly. I agree yeah, with that. That's a great point. If I was a player, I mean, one injury can end your whole career. That's why you know guys like Allen Robinson didn't want to, you know, play. You know, because mm-hmm. they, you know, they got to get that. They they need to at least sign a multi-year contract with a big signing bonus, so that if they do. Uh, suffer a catastrophic injury, they're at least covering all their whole life that they've worked to get here isn't for nothing. Right. The most intriguing thing to me is 
Paul said, this is a record-setting contract. So it's going to be big, big bucks. But what we don't know and, and, and won't know until it's signed or if it's signed is what is the record? Is it guaranteed dollars? Is it overall dollars? Uh, and Pose is just kind of bullshitting us because it's, it's uh, like Ian Rappaport said, it's got escalators and this and that. And so the value of the contract really isn't what it seems to be. You know, that's the interesting thing. And it's so maybe Ryan Poles has met his match here in Roquan Smith, and Roquan knows a lot more than um, than uh, Ryan Poles thought. And he's being embarrassed, and Ryan Poles is not what we thought uh, because the bullshit is piling up on Ryan Poles. We've been very, very forgiving about the last It's been a tough offseason, hasn't it? Oh, my God. I mean, some of it is not his fault. You know, you sign a player and the guy gets arrested. What are you going to do? It's not your fault. But at the same uh, time, you know, it is on your watch. George Silvero is going to be on the hotline soon calling in here. <laughs> All he is is like Poles missteps. You know, it's been a terrible year for Ryan Poles. Right. All right. Let's listen to Danny Shimon. He uh, filed this two-minute and 20-second report. Well, the first thing that's, that's obvious is, is the tempo of the practices, right? And compared to what the previous coaching staff had, you know, you, every position group is, is doing something. They're active. You know, we, we talked about, you know, last year, a couple years with Nagy's group, you know, position group would, would run a drill, a player would run a drill and kind of just lag back to the, to the, you know, to the group and just going to hang there. No, this is just up-tempo, quick pace. Obviously, this is what uh, Matt Eberflus and, and, and the rest of his, you know, his coaching staff is, is influenced as, as they want a high impact high paced and a high energy team and you saw that today first thing you notice right away with, with practice is the fact that these guys are just hustling through the through the drills and also then hustling back to their their groups and also through, through team drills as well you know you see guys balls on the floor you know if, if a receiver drops the ball defender picks it up and runs it back to you know the other way for, for you know for a touchdown so that's some of the things we saw with with lovey smith's team when he was here and that's how they they ended up you know, getting that group together, that defensive group, and becoming such a dominant unit. Players that really stood out today. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, uh, Braxton Jones, the, the young kid, left tackle. I mean, I, I really honed in on him. You guys know, for me, it's, it's all starts up front, offensive, defensive line. Uh, and I, I, I was specifically when he was going, when one-on-ones, he was running with the first unit at left tackle. Riley Reef was at a right tackle with the first unit. And when he was matched up against uh, Robert Quinn is when I was really highlighting him. And he did a nice job. I think he did a good job in terms of, you know, uh, acquitting himself in pass pro. You saw, you know, when he came out of Southern Utah, was, he had all the physical traits you want. He had the long arms, the athletic ability, the height, the size. And that's why he stuck out to me at the Senior Bowl. And I think a lot of it now with these, you know, coaches are seeing a lot of it kind of translate now at this through these practices and through through camp. And what I saw with him with, with Robert Quinn was, you know, yeah, there was one play where when Quinn got the edge on him using his athletic ability and speed. But the, uh, for the most part, you know, he was one-on-one -on -one matchup against Quinn. He did a good job of just, you know, giving uh, Fields or the quarterback whoever was in, in the um, in the play time in the pocket to go ahead and, and process the play. And, and even if he needs to, step up in the pocket as well. So. Uh, Danny had a lot more to share that we will be sharing on our Facebook page and our uh, Twitter feed. And, and in fact, uh, some of the material 
on our Facebook page will be exclusive material that won't be available anywhere else. Why are we doing that? Because we want people to sign up to our Facebook page. That's why we've neglected Facebook for so long. So it's time to uh, give them some goodies, and hopefully everyone will sign up uh, for our Facebook page. Retro will like that. Retro is my man. He's doing such a sensational job with that. Uh, And you did a sensational job with the editing there. Nice blend of B-roll with the – with Danny and the player, it was a good piece. Yeah, you know, I got a little Emmy in the back there. See right there? That's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good job. Thank you. All right. I got uh, – I got uh, today the play of the day was a catch by Darnell Mooney. I have it here. Take a look at this. This is Justin Fields at quarterback. Mooney is at the slot. He's going to head over to the sideline position. I think he's at the slot. Yeah, he's at the slot. Gonna head Doesn't it look back. good just to see them on Soldier Field, man? Oh, my gosh. Dan, I was thinking about you thinking we'll be here for the Dolphins game and freezing our asses off of the Vikings game. But look at this one-handed catch by Darnell Mooney. And then watch the Chicago Bears highlight of it. Oh, get that graphic out of there. Dude, look at this. Oh, my God. That's so Suck it, Odell Beckham. <laughs> that is a great catch. That is a fantastic catch. And Darnell, uh, excuse me, uh, David Montgomery is looking sharp, too. Watch him here. Uh, notice Braxton Jones, number 70 at the left tackle position. But this hole is going to open up uh, to the right guard position. Oh, outside right tackle. And look at him go. Look at him go. Cole Komet, come on, give him a block. <laughs> he and he and Eddie Jackson were just shaking hands, but uh, a couple of the highlights that we captured at uh, today, and I agree with uh, Danny. You know, there were some. Uh, the offense again is not nearly up to speed like the defense is. This is this is still guys who are trying to find their position, where to go. They're thinking more than reacting. Uh, I hope that against Kansas City this Saturday first preseason game they will show better than they have against the defense that knows what you know the defense gets to get, has a pretty good idea of what you're going to run so hopefully against a defense that uh, hasn't you haven't been practicing against the offense will show more but this was uh, uh, Justin Fields throwing a lot of passes away having to run to pick up yards um, so uh, th- that has to be cleaned up then the other big fucking problem with this team is why receivers are going down. David Moore went down. Not that he's done anything great in practice, but David Moore, the veteran, uh, went down today. And Iberflus was asked, what the fuck is going on with these wide receivers? How tough is it getting to just be able to continue to implement the offense and run smooth practices with so many guys missing that wide out? And are you looking outside for immediate relief? I was going to ask you, have you played receiver? Um, he's y'all are laughing he's the only one not laughing Um, but uh, no it does make it difficult you know you lose guys in your 90 man roster and it makes it difficult for the other guys and you know we're we're at that situation where we just got to keep working through it you know next man up and guys get guys in the uh, um, the whole roster is going to get more reps at that position so that's where we are we have been answering this question um, with Nikhil Harry is that something you think will be into the season? I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, we, we feel positive about what it is, where it is, uh, and then uh, it, it's an ankle, like I said, and, and we'll see where it goes. Coach, is there any, uh, any update on Felix Jones' injury? Yeah, he's day-to-day. He's day-to-day. You saw him out there on the introductions, right? He was out there jogging, jogging out. So we feel good. we feel good where he is for sure, yeah.
score. Hopefully, Valus can get out there. I'd love to see him uh, play at least a series against the Kansas City Chiefs. He is ultra valuable. But I, I, I keep thinking, you know, we could steal this game against the 49ers, especially if Roquan plays, because I uh, Trey Lance has not played football in two years, and he's going to be the starting quarterback, and the reports are that he's been erratic, especially with throws to the sideline, uh, intermediate throws. You know, I don't think we're stealing it. I mean, we played them tough last year on my birthday. That's right. Granted, San Francisco went on a run sparked by their win against us. They were like 2-4 and four at the time, mm-hmm. but they made it to the NFC Championship game, and arguably the Bears had that game won. Mm-hmm. It's at our field. It's opening day. We should fucking win. Should. I think they're stealing it from us, man, if we lose. But the thing is, is, you know, the, who is Justin practicing with? You know, he's doesn't have the guys. That's that, what we got. We got Pringle hurt, right? Pringle's hurt. The, the guy from New England just hurt his ankle. Is supposed to be out for a while from everything I've read. Looks like it's a high ankle uh, sprain. It could be out six, seven games. Yeah. Jones is Jones is going to be okay. Valus. Yes. Uh, and St. Brown's okay. Mooney's okay. Yes, Mooney's okay. Who else we have? Uh, that should be your starting six right there. I think you named six, right? Or did you name five and then the, that six receivers kind and of – Who up. else is healthy right now is what I was trying to get at. Uh, <laughs> Finky, Chris Finky from Notre Dame, Isaiah Coulter, Daz Newsome, and Daz has had some moments in practice. He caught a touchdown pass on Thursday when I was out there, Wednesday, Thursday when I was out there, um, and uh, had one today as well on a, a red zone play. Nasimba Webster also had a, a touchdown today. Uh, I know you don't like uh, Nasimba. No. <laughs> no, no, no. And, you know, I keep reading click, clickbait reports. I don't know if there's anything to them saying that the Bears are talking to Cole Beasley and – Yes. And uh, Will Fuller, the the 15th or whatever, that played with the Texans. Yeah, I wouldn't touch him. I, I agree with Greg Gabriel on that. I mean, he played only one or two games last year, and, and, and he had a $10 million contract. He's just not reliable. His hands have never been good. Uh, I, I don't see what? that happening. Will Fuller Cole five, right? Although yeah. Will Fuller five. Uh, wasn't, there, wasn't there a band by the Bobby Fuller four? <laughs> yeah. We're going to go with Will Fuller five. <laughs> Cole Beasley really hurt himself when he uh, went publicly went public as being an anti-vaxxer. It didn't hurt Rodgers. That is true. It didn't hurt him to even say that he took psychedelics. That that is true. Imagine if that was Josh Gordon. Uh, yeah. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine? It'd have been like, oh, you're you're suspended for life. <laughs> yeah. Man, if you had told me that Aaron Rodgers would come out and say he was taking ayahuasca, I would have never believed you. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. That's like, like Rodgers and ayahuasca are two things that are incongruous. <laughs> I don't you know. know. <laughs> Rodgers has been going hippy-dippy uh, for the last couple of years. Yes, he's like a California kid, so yeah. maybe it's possible. Exactly. But I, I don't know. I think Cole Beasley would be a nice addition for this team. He's a quarterback's best friend kind of guy. You know, he just uh, runs those in- intermediate routes over the middles, uh, crossing patterns and stuff. He gets open. So uh, he could be somebody to look out for. 
a, a veteran that's out there, I, I'm sure the Bears won't even talk to his agent, but Emmanuel Sanders is a guy that every year comes on and does some good things. And, and Tooch knows it because he follows him for fantasy purposes. But Emmanuel Sanders, yeah, you know, there's some games where he does nothing. But then there's other games where we have a seven, eight catch day and a touchdown. So Emmanuel This guy's been on like 13 teams now, though. He is. He is. I wouldn't mind if the Bears were his 14th, given yeah. – the injury situation with this team, they got to, they got to pick somebody up. And it, unfortunately it probably will be during those last cutdowns. But the good thing is, is that there are two weeks before that last cutdown and the start of the season. So there would be time to bring in a veteran and teach him the offense and so forth. So it's not the end of the world. The other thing I want to say regarding the wide receivers, Equinemia St. Brown is again, proving to me that he should be in the conversation as a starter opposite Darnell Mooney. I really love what he's doing. The only problem is, again, he had another fumble today. And so that's twice in the last two practices that I've seen him fumble. So he's got to do a better job of holding on to the ball. But he knows he's one of those guys that knows this offense like the back of his hand. So he knows where to go to. And Justin Fields knows where to find them because – uh, those two guys know this offense better than anyone else, except for probably Lucas Patrick. Uh, so, um, and of course, he's hurt too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Aldo, let me uh, throw something up here because when I was looking, you know, going over some Bears news reports, I thought we had another receiver because this is what popped up. <laughs> Dolphins trade Adam Shaheen to the Bears. Oh, I no. was like, no, no. Uh, Did anybody see that mistake? No, type no, no. <laughs> oh, he's back. I had to click on it. You can see it. it's purple. I clicked on it. I was like, he's coming back to the Bears. No, no. <laughs> so was he traded at all, or was that just a uh, somebody yeah. out of Alaska? No, he, I'll show you where he went. He went. He went to the to Lovey. We don't have the Lovey. The lovey beard picture. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I removed it. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. He's a Texan now, huh? Mm-hmm. He's uh, bound to be a journeyman tight end. I I say the over-under on teams that Adam Shaheen will play during the course of his year, uh, his career is probably six, 6.5, let's put it. I, I told you I had a lot of material tonight, Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Excellent stuff. <laughs> Excellent stuff. In about uh, 15, 20 minutes, uh, Mr. Nomad will be joining us uh, to share his uh, knowledge of the game of football with us. Uh, he's been great on the last uh, couple of uh, Country Bears podcasts. Uh, I think Mr. Shorty is in the chat room. So it'll be great to talk to Nomad. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, go ahead. Uh, Dan, you were going to say something. Uh, I didn't I- say anything. It was too much. Oh. Uh, I was going to uh, uh, see if you saw this story, Aldo. Uh, arrested for DUI. He doesn't look wasted at all there. <laughs> Who is that? Marshawn Lynch was arrested. Oh my for goodness. <laughs> that just low. happened? He, yeah, I think it was last night. Oh my goodness. If that guy had his head on, and not uh, saying yeah. he's he probably crazy or anything, but I'm just saying if he'd have just stayed with Seattle mm-hmm. and, and not retired and come back and retired to come. He could have been a Hall of Famer, I think. Absolutely, I think he yeah. he, he looked like That'd he's overdosed on Skittles there. You know, <laughs> there was a re- although I was plays that one run where he's just like knocking like a pinball. Oh, yeah, that was a great run. Bowling pins. 
Okay, but that, yeah, I, there was a report the other day that Skittles are bad for you. No shit. <laughs> it's just a, a sugar ball. <laughs> Do they make a Skittles and vodka drink? <laughs> there is a Skittles vodka. Skittles flavored vodka. That's, he was drinking. Yes. <laughs> or it's fruit. I'm sorry, Fruit Loops. I, I've drunk Fruit Loops okay. vodka. You're drunk? You probably like that. No, no, no. I've, I've consumed it in the past I because see. my friend Jeremy bought it, but it's Fruit Loops fa- flavored vodka. Oh my goodness. Jeez. It's not what I would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, baby. Um, all right. What else do we got about the Bears? Uh, the wide receiver, we, we've talked about that. I'm worried. I mean, super worried about this group. You know, being injured is bad enough, but being new to the team and injured, that's the double whammy for a quarterback. Uh, I gotta, I gotta tell you one thing. Justin Fields has been interviewed by the national media a lot over the last few days, and he has done a sensational job. I mean, he he fires me up when he's he's much better one on one when he's talking to national media people than he is at press conferences. He seems to be bored with the local media. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that comment about Don Burr? No, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> one minute into the show, HBO just canceled Hard Knocks Detroit Lions due to lack of viewers. One viewer, one guy, Don Burr. <laughs> That's funny shit. Uh, no, no. Although, Laz writes all my material. Uh, Laz is good. <laughs> Laz was a uh, comedy writer for Seinfeld or something. <laughs> is he the same guy that wrote the line about, uh, you know, the, the cum? With Don no, Burr, no. the hot belly full of cum, or whatever. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, that was funny. But I, I wanted to throw a, uh, a hypothetical at you. So, all right, Roquan has asked for a trade, right? Do you do you shop them around? Do you call teams up and say, you know, give me give me your best offer? And, and if the offer is a first rounder and a third rounder, similar to what we got, what we, what did we get for Khalil? A first rounder and a sixth rounder. Um, you should get more Maybe for Roquan. That's, that's what we paid for him, right? That no, uh, for, for Khalil Mack, we got in return when we traded him to the Chargers a first rounder and a sixth rounder. Did we? So next yeah. year, first rounder. Oh, okay. No, uh, oh. Uh, no, you're right. It was a uh, it wasn't a the first se- rounder. Second rounder. Yes, we got a which, second which rounder. We got for him uh, like a sixth rounder, right? Yeah. Yes. So we got Brisker, the second rounder, and the sixth rounder is next year. Correct. So I gotta believe you're gonna get a first rounder for Roquan because what if he, what if they trade Roquan for let's say a draft pick, whatever it might be, a second, third, whatever, and a starting player. Mm-hmm. What if someone offers a, a starter for the same position and a draft pick? And they, they lower the draft pick that way. Let's just say it's a starter, maybe not as good as Roquan, but it's a starter and, say, a second. Right. Well, what do you think about that? I I would seriously entertain that, getting a player that can help you win some games this season. But I do have the feeling that the Bears, they're not literally tanking, but they know that they're not going to the playoffs. So I refuse. I don't want to argue with you. I refuse to concede that. <laughs> I know. Every Tuesday night, I get all worked up over this issue. <laughs> but I, I got to ask people: do Do you feel chat room? Let me know. Do you feel that Ryan Post might be uh, 
developing a team to try to get a top five draft pick because it almost feels that way to me. Um, let's develop a really good defense. We'll worry about the offense in 2023 when we have cap dollars and we when we have high draft picks to pick an explosive receiver. Or a, uh, I think Braxton Jones is the future at left tackle. I don't yeah. think they're going to draft a left tackle. But yep. uh, uh, to, ex, uh, to draft some explosive players to help Justin Fields, I almost feel that that could be – and Tony has a good point here. Trade him for an offensive lineman. Yeah, but – Who's out there? Yeah, teams are not very likely to trade a starting offensive lineman. Um, some of the big deals that have been – Jamal Adams, who was the, what, third overall draft – no, no, the fourth or fifth overall draft pick. And, he was and the third. Major, yeah, and third who, he traded from the Jets to, to Seattle in a big deal uh, with multiple draft picks, which is something you don't rarely see for a defensive player – Saw yeah, it with Khalil yeah. Mack to the Bears, but outside of that, you don't see it that that often. So I got to believe that um, Roquan could bring back some multiple players. There's got to be a team out there that's going to look at Roquan Smith and say he's the missing piece. You know, got to be the Falcons. Falcons. He's from Georgia. Ryan Pace is there. You mm-hmm. know, but Pittsburgh Steelers love linebackers. I'm just uh, glad you all say Falcons. I think it's Pat Boyle that always says the Falcons. Yeah, it's Falcons. It always really pisses me off. It's either him or Carmen DeFalco. I think it's Pat Boyle that says the Falcons. No, that's not a word. Falcons. <laughs> I swear he says it that way. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Boyle, you are wrong. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested in, in listening to trade proposals. So if you folks in the chat have any of them, but I, I, I'm with you, Dan, if – there was a quality wide receiver who was in the second year of his contract. That's the big thing. You don't want to trade for a receiver who is making $25 million. That that kind of defeats the purpose. Then pay Roquan that, you know, and have the best fucking defense in the NFL. Um, if It's just so – look at this. Jerry Judy is the name, although I like the way Mr. Jordan thinks. Well, let's assume you just said they could be the best defense, or let's just say they're top five, top ten. Then you're looking at, like, the 05 Bears. Mm-hmm. And with a quarterback that, again, Orton was a rookie. He did his best. But they could barely score 10 points, and they went 11-5. and five. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying is – and they started 1-3 and three yeah. and still went 11-5. and five. So this Bears team – can be good in 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you see the movie Major League? Uh, yeah. With it, uh, What was the owner was trying to tank so mm-hmm. they can move the Indians. Or you can't even say Indians now. But <laughs> the team still came together. I think Justin Fields could be like Ricky Vaughn and Willie Mays Hayes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great movie. That yes, indeed. The sequels uh, blew ass, though. James Gammon was the coach of the major of the Indians. So it was a Chicago guy, although. Yeah. The guy, the, the manager of the Indians in that movie was one of the first yeah. guys killed in natural born killers. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, He was like, fill me up, Mabel. You know, he had that voice. Give him a heater, Ricky. Yeah. James Gammon. DJ Jordan's with Chicago us. Guy. Good evening. Yeah, he is a Chicago actor. Who was it that just had up? Uh, oh, sophisticated. Uh, Smith for Chase Claypool. I fucking love. Yeah, I don't that. hate that. But... I, 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 we might even get a draft pick. We might get our seventh round draft pick back uh, from uh, the, the the Harry trade. 
Um, those, uh, those teams, I'm a, like they mentioned, Broncos and Steelers, they're not, they're, they've got injuries at wide receiver. They're not going to get rid of either right. of those guys. But I mean, you never, know, I, I think it's, we're up to, to picks, you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, picks getting, getting a wrap. And I, I'm not sure. Do, I want to ask you guys, do, do the Bears have any, I mean, leverage? I mean, they know that, yeah, I mean, they're not, I don't think they can get a first because they're kind of not, they don't have, you know, they lost some leverage with, with you know, this holdout, possible holdout, possible, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, trades. You know, they know that he, he wants out, you know, how much mm-hmm. it, it, it dings his value as far as any trade. No? We always hear you have to build, you have to build through the draft. Mm-hmm. It seems like all of our first round picks are, are always gone or we don't have a first round pick. This is our guy. We drafted. I know it wasn't Ryan Pohl specifically, but why not just get it done, man? Yeah, he's our guy. Sign him. Fuck. Yeah, but you got to be careful. You don't want to blow your wad. I do want to blow my wad. <laughs> well, no, but I think you got to. I, I know I don't wouldn't want to pay him twenty two. God damn it! Can they offer him twenty five or twenty point five? And let's just get this guy. Can you be there Sunday or Saturday against KC? Come on now. I got a guy that can solve this for us. His name is Nomad. Nomad, are you there? I am, fellas. What's up? Ah, the man is in the bar room. What's up, brother? Man, so glad to be here. Before you get started, I wanted to let you and Dan know, and Tuccini, that (laughs) y'all, hey, I'm your number one fan, man. Before Uh, any of this happens. I've been the number one fan of the barroom and uh, Dan and Aldo, so just know that from the start. I'm grateful. Thank you, man. Really, I'm grateful that. for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we got one big fan. <laughs> Dan and That's Tuchini. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if I had any Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, you've been so fucking hot lately with your picks. You probably I have know. a lot of fans. <laughs> I, I, could, I had to. I had to like message Uncle Mike. Tell him what do I do? <laughs> yeah, eight eight straight winners. I was thinking, I was telling my wife, man, if I had put like a thousand dollars down and then just kept rolling it over eight straight picks, I'd have two hundred fifty six thousand dollars. That know? is nice. My wife was like, "You fucking idiot!" <laughs> Nomad, yeah. what do you think about Roquan? What is going on? Is the sky falling? What the hell is happening to our Chicago Bears, brother? Well, I, I mean, I think. I think we as fans need to need to be a little bit more grateful, man, and 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 appreciate what we have. This dude's been a dog since the day he walked in the door. Mm-hmm. A dog, absolute dog since he walked in the door. And we loved him yesterday. And all of a sudden today, you know, all of a sudden everybody got has mixed feelings about the guy. Come on, man. Y'all stop being fair where the fans and support the guy. Yeah. I like the way you think there. There's no doubt about it. He's uh he's been good for he's been good for the Chicago Bears. He's one of the best linebackers. Where, where do you rank him at, at top linebackers in the league? Top three, uh, easy. That's what I was thinking. I was surprised when uh, Dan said five or six. I mean, uh, who would you put in front of him besides? I, you can make an argument for the linebacker at in San Fran. You can make a line uh, an argument for Darius Leonard, but after that, man, I think they're they're all three peas in a pot, you know, to be honest with you. And I really – you can't really ex- distinguish the difference between any of them. So I think – I mean, he can go from one to three at any given moment. 
what do you think, Dan? You got a you got a list of li- top linebackers? No, I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I thought he's been gypped on the Pro Bowl a couple of times. I know the Pro Bowl doesn't mean everything, but just as an example, it just feels. It's not just me. It feels. I mean, and I'm not saying the NFL top 100 means that much. I'm just saying it's not just me of people that think he's a little overloved. That that said, I still love the guy, mm-hmm. and I'd like for him to get to be here throughout the duration of his career. I hope that, and more importantly, the start of the 22 season and healthy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not disagreeing with no matter anyone specifically, but I, I don't, I, I feel like sometimes that we overlove our guys and Alan Robinson was the first guy that comes to, to mind. where are just like, everyone's acting like he's Jerry Rice. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not trying to be like Mike North when we first got him and he was just like, the guy's a bum, but I think he, he, he was okay. He wasn't great is what I'm saying. Roquan's, I kind of feel like Poles. He's a very good player. Mm-hmm. I don't know Dan, if he's great. Dan might, you might feel different about, oh, uh, A Rod when he gets to <laughs> to LA with a great quarterback. I guarantee you're going to feel Stafford's hurt, him. right? Yeah, Stafford's got a bad elbow. An elbow or something. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I've got an ex girlfriend that it was a legitimate Rams fan for 20 years because Mark, she went to WVU and Mark Bulger did, and she knew him from class and shit. So she became a Rams fan when he went there. So she watches like all the games. She's as devoted to the Rams as we are to the Bears. And I asked her about the Stafford thing. She said, Who gives a fuck? We won the Super Bowl. I don't care if we go winless this year. And I said, God damn it. I'm so envious. That's what I want to say one day. <laughs> really? Right. <laughs> In your lifetime. Yeah, I got my Super Bowl. I was alive for the 85 one. <laughs> I mean, I was alive. I just, I didn't, you know, I was five. I didn't know shit about anything yet, you know? Yeah, exactly. No matter. You, know, you had a fan in Walter Payton. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy, man. Who didn't grow up loving that guy? Yeah, he loved, at that. he loved you too, man. He's wearing that head <laughs> with your name on it. That's pretty good. And, and by the way, the Chicago Bears have uh, uh, have unleashed a new helmet. Um, it's called the Nomad Helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that. I did that for you. That's pretty good, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> um, what else, uh, Nomad? Can you tell us about the Roquan situation? Do you think this deal is going to get done? And, and, and also answer that question, but also answer do you think that Roquan handled this correctly? Because I was a little perturbed by him taking it public, but he is, he does have limited negotiating uh, options, you know, take it public. What else can he do, right? I mean, yeah, I, I believe it was a, to me, it was a shrewd chess move. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think what people are underestimating is his cachet with the fans. Mm-hmm. And I think he has a great fan base. When I turn on a Bears game at Soldier Field, I see a lot of damn 58s up there. I'll tell you that. And so that that's something to be said. Mm-hmm. He has cachet with the fans. And just beyond that, I think Roquan, we, we get, a to me, a transcendent player at that position probably every 10, 12 years or so to me. Right. You know, you can make an argument for those first three linebackers we mentioned. But since Ray Lewis, I look at the play on the field and how he pursues the ball and the way he gets into a game. And I, I see Ray Roquan in that vein. Mm-hmm. Every 10 to 12 years, we get a guy like that that transcend, transcends a position. And I think they're, they have to sign him. If we're going to see a Super Bowl, that that dude needs to be in uniform for us to get there. 
it's hard to argue with Nomad's opinion on that. You know, in today's NFL, you need speedy linebackers who can roam sideline to sideline. And then Rokon has that ability to play that deep safety. He can drop him back. You know, sometimes you you can't get um, your, your new um, setup of players. You can't change players because the offense goes into hurry up. And so Roquan has that ability to be so versatile that, you know, if he, uh, he, he can drop into a, a deep safety kind of position. And so that versatility is worth so much to the Chicago Bears team. Do you think there was ever any point in the offseason where they considered playing him in the middle? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. I bet, but, but what would you get? You get more from him playing on the weak side. He's the, he's a better athlete. Well, I just thought it maybe he could you – know, you're mentioning Ray Lewis, of course, that made me think of Erlacher because they go in the Hall of Fame together. They're basically playing in the same era together. And that's what Erlacher did was did the sideline, the sideline, and utilizing his speed and athleticism. And that's basically who Roquan is in a lot of ways. And I, I feel – to be honest with you, man, I, I, I felt like Briggs was a better linebacker. I mean, I'll get all kinds oh, of – I love Lance. Man, I, I love Lance, Lance except for the last two years that. and he was like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm here for the check, Jack. <laughs> you know, that, that is such a great uh, – we, we could talk about this for an hour. Briggs, was he really better than Erlacher? Did Or did Briggs – was Briggs the perfect Robin for Erlacher's Batman? Or are we missing something? And really, it was Briggs who was the Batman and Erlacher who was the, Rob, the Robin. Because – I would have bought into that. I would have legitimately bought into that. As you know, I, I was never the huge Erlacher guy, but Lance was so bad the two years that Erlacher wasn't here. It's hard for me to subscribe to that podcast. Yeah, it's just that Lance, I think, had kind of given up. He was onto the barbecue business. Yeah, he was eating a lot of those ribs. You know, I think he slept with Trustman's wife. I mean, was- <laughs> oh, no, no, Dan, stop, man! Stop that shit. <laughs> uh, which is why Trustman was glad that he was fired. <laughs> I get that. You take my wife Dan as well. <laughs> Uh, um, I, you know, that would be a fascinating thing. We got to do that in the future and just in, investigate that. But there's so much going on with this present day uh, Bears team that we, we need to talk about. You know, one of the things Nomad that Danny was really, really impressed with was uh, the quickness and get off of the, the kid that we picked up from the Colts, Mohammed. I always I, I always hesitate to say his first name. Al-Kadi. Is it Al-Kadi, Mohammed? Al-Kadi. Yeah. Okay, Al-Kadi. All right, um, Nomad. I know you're you're probably a Mohammed fan too, uh, because I think you've you've written about it in the chat before. What are your thoughts about Mohammed? Danny Shimon was just like creaming uh, over Mohammed's get up and and his his explosiveness. He said he was actually surprised seeing him in person that he was smaller than he thought. He had more of a linebacker body, but his get off on the, at the line of scrimmage was sensational. Your thoughts? Oh, he's an absolute blur getting off that line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, you can look at his tape and see that right away. That's the first thing that will jump out to you on on his tape. And uh, I think he suffered. You know, we're talking about a guy that I think topped off at about seven sacks in a season. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's the key contributor to that is that he had really not a whole lot of help on that team. 
-hmm. And you might have seen some double teams. I'm not sure. I have to go back and look at his tape. But he set here at, on this team with the kind of line that we have set up here to be able to put up bigger and better numbers. Yeah. The other guy that we were both, Danny and I, were super impressed with is this uh, kid, Dominique Robinson. Holy cow. Now, he he didn't face any of the starters, uh, but it doesn't matter with the Bears' offensive line. It's, hard, it's, it's just not much of a difference between the starters and the second teamer. But his athleticism, his get up off the line, I, I actually I have some video of it, but I, I, I haven't downloaded it. I'll, I'll see if I can do that in the next few minutes and stuff. But Dominique Robinson is a guy he's still very raw, still doesn't have all the pass rush moves and so forth, but athletically, holy cow. Uh, he, you'll probably see him a lot Saturday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Keep an eye on Dominic Robinson, and we'll talk about him next week because this guy is a beast. A pure beast. You know what, Aldo? Hmm? You know, we heard time after time, day after day, when they were in shorts and helmets, that's all you heard mm -hmm. every day was Dominique Robinson, Dominique Robinson, Dominique Robinson. Since they put those pads on, how many damn times have you heard his name? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, you yeah. know, that when, you, when you're watching, that's not really football. Right. You know, shorts and, and helmets and stuff, really football, uh, a, a defensive lineman, has a distinct advantage over somebody that you're trying the, the lineman has nothing to grab onto. Mm -hmm. So they're going to get around them all the time. When they got the pads on, that's a challenge. Sure. And so not, I'm not saying that he won't develop. I believe he will. We got a diamond in the rough for sure. I believe right. his, in his traits and what I've heard about him, he's mm -hmm. just got to adjust to the physicality of the uh, position right. in this league anyway. Well, he made God, it when he brought that up, he made me think of the guy that, we drafted in like 06 or 07 that could jump out of the pool but couldn't do anything else. Oh, that's right. Uh, what was that guy's name? <laughs> what the hell was his name? That, that was the Greg Gabriel yeah, one pick. Yeah. Oh, don't tell Greg I said that. What was that, that guy's name? <laughs> I, I want to know. <laughs> I forgot. Let me look at it. Let me look for it real quick. What, what, uh, but they, they were so impressed by the video where him jumping out of the pool. Day. Yeah. What, what year was that, uh, Dan? Around. Somebody uh, said it was in the lobby area. John Gilbert, third, in third round pick, five, six, seven, somewhere oh. through there. What 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 did you just say, uh, Nomad Gilbert? Somebody saying Gilbert. Somebody Gilbert. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Gilbert. Something like know. that. Yeah, something Gilberts. Yeah, he had a video on YouTube where he could jump out of the pool like flat footed, yeah, yeah. and it was pretty fucking incredible considering how Jerron big he was. Gilbert. But yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. Jerron and Gilbert. but that was like all he could do though, evidently. Yeah. Is that it's like it's like he had a gigantic, a gigantic dick, but then he couldn't use it. <laughs> but you know they always say that, that like the small cock guys always say, "Well, you got to know how to use it." But I mean, I think most people know how to use it if they have the large ones too, right? Well, I don't know anything about that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm in the middle. I'm in the medium. <laughs> the big ones don't get as much as you think. <laughs> no man saying that from uh, his own experiences. <laughs> I'm just, I ain't saying that. I'm just saying a lot of people are scared. Was what that a great Gabriel pick? Jaron Gilbert or Jaquan Gilbert? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, you have to ask him about that sometime. <laughs> I wouldn't. Step out of a pool, Greg. I could see Greg going off and just beating a motherfucker up and Maldo having it on video. <laughs> He's like Olin Krutz, a little bit older than Olin. 
I think that's why they get along so well. You know, there you go. <laughs> they are, are ready to drop the gloves at any moment. <laughs> I got to find this video of uh, Dominic Robinson's uh, get off. Holy shit. Towards the end of practice today, they were running a lot of red zone stuff, and the Bears were scoring a lot of touchdowns against the second stringers. Uh, Daz Newsom scored one. Uh, Justin Fields rushed in uh, uh, twice for touchdowns. I could just probably just show you on the fucking screen here. Nah, I won't do it that way. I'll, I'll download it the right way. But um, still, I mean, with four wide receivers on the goal line, Aldo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shotgun from the one. Five, empty backfield, five wides. <laughs> That's it. One yard line. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, man, what worries you the most about this upcoming season? Uh, I My biggest concern is at the three tech and the depth there. I, I said it a few times in the chat with you and Greg. I mean, with me looking at the roster, the way I look at football talent, seems to me that, uh, I mean, people will say what they want about the receiving group. And, yeah, the injuries and, you know, people going down, that doesn't help. So so we're going to need some help there. But overall, I see that three-tech position as a – unless somebody starts to show me some things in, in preseason, which they could, I, I see that as a glaring weakness. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because that's exactly what Danny Shimon told me today. He says, I'm really worried about that three tech. And I, I brought up a name that uh, Greg likes to bring up a lot when, when talking about that position, uh, uh, Mario Edwards Jr. And, um, you know, Danny says I, on paper and from what I've seen in the past, he could probably play that position, but we've got to see it. We got to see it in the, in the, in, in the game. And, uh, and the kid that they picked up after the Ogan Joby uh, signing failed, uh, Jones. Uh, we've got to see see him. I mean, he's played that position. He's had some success at it, but in order for this defense to be elite, they need elite an elite three tech. And so um, that, to me, Eberflus and Poles probably value that position a lot more than the wool linebacker and Roquan Smith. So if they can get a high draft pick for Roquan Smith with the thinking that they'll target a three tech in the upcoming draft, they might be happy with that. I don't know. They just, they just signed a guy uh, that's been out of football for a couple of years. That used to be a starter. Uh, last place he played, I think was Cleveland named mm -hmm. Trayvon Coley. I don't, I don't know if anybody did any yeah, homework. I remember on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we asked Greg about that. Uh, in Monday's show, yesterday's show, and uh, he's not super familiar with him, but I've heard some good things about him. But the fact that he's been away from football for a couple of years is always a uh, a red flag. My reaction to his acquisition or signing and the guy, oh, I think was the other guy from Denver that they signed. I was like, who? On both of them. So where's the Raiders? They signed two people on defense that I was like, who? Who? Who are they? I don't know. It's, it's but I'm guilty. It's My not bad. a position that you can haul off and just pick up and go get a qualified player. It's a, it's a, it was the weakest position in the draft. It's hard to find them in free agency. It's you, you almost, you're damn near forced to go out and if you really want a qualified person to make a trade. Mm -hmm. Is that me? No, that was me. I apologize. Yeah, you almost have to trade for that position if you want really want depth there. And so yeah. uh, let's see what they do. Mm -hmm. Here's that clip. Joe and Joby have a great year in Pittsburgh now. 
Yeah, right. That, exactly. That's exactly. Along right. with Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Damn, Dan knows how to piss in your Cheerios, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Greg Gabriel say something about Angelo Blackson being a guy that could probably set the three tech. I think. Yeah. Month, yeah. 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 I don't. I don't know. I don't remember if he did. And Blackson was working off on the side. He's he's nursing an injury, but he was running. So that's that's a good sign. He was running off on the side. So hopefully he'll be back soon. Um, and new uh, new Johnson says, yeah, Jaron Gilbert really what? did so. He it might be cool. a little bit behind us in the in the uh, broadcast, but <laughs> right. <laughs> I was wondering the comments, like when something comes up that we talked about five minutes ago, are they behind us in the stream? I think they are, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, Fast Nomad, forward, new, new. Nomad expectations for Justin this year, given that he's really only got a true connection with Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. Everyone else is a, is a new target for him. Uh, wh- what's your level of concern and what are your realistic expectations for him? Uh, I, I, it'd be hard for me to give you, give you numbers mm-hmm. because of it, just being a person that's being a, been a part my freshman years. I, I was, I was a part of a new install and I, I, I guarantee you it took you every bit of three weeks just to get comfortable with the play calls. Right. Not going out there and executing the plays, just understanding the play calls, the verbiage, and all that kind of stuff. Translating that to how long have they been in camp, what, a couple months altogether? Um, you wouldn't expect much early. Mm-hmm. But somewhere around game three or four, you will probably start to see – a difference in how they're executing. It'll, it'll get a little cleaner, get a little crisper, and they're going to probably depend on the run a whole lot before he. In time for that Lovey Smith game, Dan Aguirre. If I can be dirty for a second, he was talking about clean and crisp. I'm not trying to be funny, but I saw that <laughs> Vanessa is listening. Vanessa, you've got to let me hit that pussy again. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. She's listening, though. Dan, you ate, what'd you do? Take a bean or something? One of those damn, what, what'd you take, a pill or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not juicing, not yet. I'm still uh, old enough to go. So tell us about Vanessa. What does she uh, look like? Um, ah, she's a nurse, but I did, we've, well, I fucked her once. I, I've tried it a couple more times since, and she, maybe I wasn't that good for her, but I've, I've tried. And uh, she said she was listening. So I said, well, I'm going to say hi to you. And, the most crudest of ways. <laughs> well, you succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, um, bring her on the show. Send I think you. she's a bit modest for that. And I'm, I'm almost kidding in a sense. Like I would never really, like she knew I was going to say something. I wouldn't just say that just to be a, Oh, you can you gonna get the hell slapped out you as soon as she sees you. <laughs> <laughs> now she knew it was coming, Jay Sanders. I'm not out of control. <laughs> I love it. It's great now that Dan Aguirre can see uh, what the fuck Vanessa Del Rio. <laughs> do you do you know anyone here know Vanessa Del Rio? Santucci has jerked off to her. Uh Dan, you ever jerked off to Vanessa Del Rio? <laughs> I don't know who Vanessa Del Rio is. 1970s porn. The 70s stuff. porn. Yeah. Oh, heard, heard, heard the name. Oh my gosh! If you watch one of her movies, any, you won't forget. Got any pictures? I don't know. Maybe I can find a picture. Of them. I bet she had a good bush, right? Uh she did. They she all a, did. 
Seventy? <laughs> uh, is she still alive? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. I do think that uh, she's alive with no teeth. <laughs> No, that's perfect. She <laughs> <laughs> was like so you, the, at the Admiral Theater, although the, yeah, the hottest lady Where maybe in the seventies. My bad, I'm stepping on somebody. Go ahead, go ahead, man. That's I was going to say the hottest lady from the seventies was on uh, in terms of sports was on the NFL and CBS in the late seventies. That uh, Jane Kennedy. Mm -hmm. Oh my I, gosh! I think she did some porn or a Playboy or something around eighty as well. She not did. porn, not like fucking, but like she did some like a shoot, you know. Mm -hmm. But her, if you if you all don't know Jane Kennedy, you should look her up. My God. Uh, yeah, after Phyllis George left CBS Sports, uh, the NFL Today pregame show, uh, Jane Kennedy succeeded her, and she was married to a guy named Isaac Kennedy, who was famous for doing the penitent penitentiary movies. He was a boxer who was a jailed boxer. He, he did the, the original one. It was a success. I think the second one was even more successful. And they were married, and they were the hottest couple uh, for a while. Jane Kennedy from CBS Sports and Isaac Kennedy. Um, yeah, they were they were quite the pair. So he's yeah. going to fuck me up even if he's older now because I said the shit about his wife. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Yeah, you, yeah, you're getting your ass whooped. <laughs> I'm going to deserve it. Thanks, <laughs> Oh yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, he is pretty. Now, uh, yeah. Now that's a, a little bit of an older shot. This is her now. Yeah, she don't look as good now. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. damn! You know, it was like in their eighties. I would still fuck is that Raquel Welch? Yeah, really. In her eighties, she's like a great, 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 great grandmother. I like the fuck. Are you into necrophilia too? <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone past herontophilia to necrophilia. <laughs> no, everybody. Never dead people. No. Put that picture back up, man. Which one? That that motherfucker looked like a a, a, a circus clown mixed with a transvestite or something. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking she looked like she was in drag too. <laughs> yeah, she's got the uh, features. Um, uh, but just the cheekbone. The cheekbone looks like a guy's yeah. cheekbone there. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> she would definitely want to hit it with a strap on. Oh. A <laughs> She's pecking your ass tonight. <laughs> that That's all bad. you, Dan. Never done that. <laughs> I'm locking your ass in a hotel room with her. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers would do that and blame it on the psychedelics. <laughs> 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 uh, maybe of the 70s porn stars we can talk about i love finding these pictures of the old porn stars we're well, speaking of old porn isn't ron jeremy about to go to fucking prison or something i think he is Damn. I, I was gonna say vanessa used to used to be in the ron jeremy you know film i remember oh, yeah. having a having you know doing the bumping uglies with the hedgehog <laughs> Yeah, uh, let me see if I can put this picture up on the uh, screen here without the YouTube sensors getting angry at me. Um, oops, wrong wrong way. Hold on a second. This is a picture of a Ron Jeremy Vanessa Do Ah, won't let me. Fuckers. Hey, real quick. Vanessa texts me. She says, you tell them I'm the only Vanessa you've ever jerked off to. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that as long as she lets me do it again. <laughs> What is the story with the hedgehog? What happened to it? I didn't hear the story. I'm sorry, say again? 
I didn't hear the story of what was going on with. Oh the yeah, hedgehog. Well, he yeah. was accused of uh, sexual assault, I believe. On uh, a hedgehog? Yeah, the hedgehog <laughs> was accused of that. Holy! I thought you meant Ron Jeremy was accused of fucking a hedgehog. I thought, no, 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 no. That was his nickname. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so I didn't know. That. What yeah, the fuck did Ron Jeremy do? Uh, a couple of women have accused him of uh, sexual assault, so he's going to jail. I mean, he, yeah, he's like, he's been in court. Was, was it was yeah. it the masseuse, masseuses of Watson? The... <laughs> you know, <laughs> no way. Really. Speaking of Watson, did you all see the NFL appealed his yeah. six game suspension? Is still trying to suspend him for the entire season? Yeah, I did see. Hey. He already missed last year, man. I think that's too steep. Goodell's just trying to save face. I agree. I totally agree with you, Nomad. If it were Aaron Rodgers, he'd be like, ah, it's okay. You know, he's he's, uh, our fucking favorite. We're not going to suspend him at all. So this is the hedgehog and Vanessa Del Rio doing a little uh, backdoor action. (laughs) Is the hedgehog? That was her real name? A porn name was Hedgehog? That was his nickname. That was his nickname because as he got older, yeah, as he got older, he got really fat and he had already a lot of body hair. So, yeah, they called him the human hedgehog. hedgehog. Look how happy he is there. Yeah, well, I'd be happy too. I know. The last time I had a smile on my face like that was when we uh, beat the Saints in the NFC Championship game, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It all do. It all do. I think I remember that motherfucker on some of my daddy's. VHS tapes or something. <laughs> For sure. Chappelle, if you recall, Chappelle had him on the show back like season one or two where the bit was the Chappelle, what if the internet was a real world, the real yeah. world, and all these, like, he was like, I don't want to look at your porn, or I don't want to see your porn, and one of them was Ron Jeremy, because again, the idea was you're getting a pop-up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, Ron Jeremy was like, do you want to see me fuck? And Chappelle was like, no! <laughs> Leave me alone, Ron Jeremy. Anyway, <laughs> well, the, the funny part is I could I, I think I'm recalling some shit because I think I remember him with a, a chef's hat on or something. I, <laughs> I really did see some porn with that motherfucker in, and I guarantee you, I'm now I'm recalling it right now. Well, yeah, not is. not an attractive man, although no hairy motherfucker. <laughs> he must have had a great cock. I mean, like great cock control because uh, Jen, I was watching Jenna Jameson talking about the way they did porn, she was like, man, it's so hard on the guys because it's like start, stop, go, come right now. And they have to do exactly what the director says. Mm-hmm. It's not like just one fuck. It, you know, they cut, they take breaks, they do this, and it's all editing. She said, so that's why you would say that there's some unattractive men on there. They just have great cock control. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not that good. I wish I were, though. No. <laughs> you get me anywhere next to a, a attractive woman, I'm coming right away. <laughs> just squirting right from the door. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 I'll beg her to stick around 20 minutes so I can go. So I can revive. I swear I can revive. <laughs> Ron Jeremy uh, has made over 2,200 porn movies. He was rated number one in the top 50 porn stars of all time by uh, AVN, the adult video news uh, uh, website. So who yeah. slept with more than Ron Jeremy or Wilt? Yeah, it's got to be Wilt, right? He said. I don't think so. Yeah, well, fuck. 
Two genie kind of remind me of that motherfucker, man. You sure you ain't did no porn too? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, Ron, if Ron Jeremy can do it, there's hope for anybody. <laughs> you can pull it off, dude. <laughs> can you imagine going into a porn store to rent the video and there's Tooch on the cover? <laughs> <laughs> Besides that, he would be sitting beside that <laughs> motherfucker that uh, got his dick cut off. You know what I'm talking about? The Bobbit guy? Yeah. He went yeah. to porn after they reattached his cock. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see any of that? I, no, I, no. I wish I had now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I he said he got an extra inch when they put him back together. Well, how how's that happen? I don't know. It sounds like, is, is it worth it to get your dick cut off and get an extra extra inch when they reattach? Uh, I, I, I was actually thinking here, here's a cleaver. <laughs> Job away. Yeah, I wish Lorena would have done some, like some porn, like over the years, like the one I'm still waiting on. I know everyone like says, oh man, she killed her. Fuck. What are you talking about? That fucking girl from Florida, uh, like 2010, 11, she was finer than a motherfucker. What was her name? It killed her kid and got away with it. Allegedly, allegedly. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of her name, but I see her face. Yeah. Oh my god, I wish fine as fuck. I don't yeah, know. apparently Larry Flint at one point offered her a deal to like to you know show her pussy, but she turned it down. I can't think of Baby come on, I know you know there's a big case. Casey Anthony, that's it. Casey uh, Anthony, yeah. if she ever did porn, I would buy it. I know that sounds like terrible. It's horrible if she killed her kid allegedly. I could give her another kid if she liked. You know what? That's this is so fucked up. We're even sexualizing her, man. She fucked up some kids, but man, That's she's true. fine, man. She's fine. God, she was, man. Hey, fucking. Aldo got quiet. I was expecting him to to take this and run, and he's like, "It's like I I hit. I'm like Sinead O'Connor on SNL when she tore up the picture of the Pope that time, when everyone just acted like the whole studio shut up." <laughs> the reason I'm quiet is because I'm going to show you a picture here that will fucking make you quiet too. <laughs> okay. You're going to pull up a Casey Anthony pick. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what's even terrible is that had her kid not been murdered, her kid would have probably been fine as hell now too. Yeah. And probably be doing. Sh oh God, never mind. I forget. <laughs> forget everything I was going to say. Oh, 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 Tooch, what you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> that must be a younger picture because he's like, those, you know, it's like his hair started to recede. You know. <laughs> What you doing with that wig on, man? <laughs> I got the beard. I don't have the porn stuff. Yeah, that mustache is awful. All two knee right there in that picture. Oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> Just give him a baloney sandwich right there. <laughs> oh, oh, the high chooch with my hair. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Or maybe it's just my, my body with Tooch on the uh, Tooch's head on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a lot taller than old Ron Jeremy, though. But maybe. Oh yeah, you are. 
Yeah. Dan got me over here spitting shit, man. Stop <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh man. We scared away. We lost two. Guys. I think Vanessa left. <laughs> she bounced after this. leaving too. He's like, I'm out of here, man. I'm I gotta go to Sunday. They're saying Tooth the Hedgehog in the chat. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> well, this is the rated R show, thankfully. Yes, it is. Uh, we're we're going to blame it all on Retro for bringing this <laughs> Retro, you're a demon, man. By the way, we're going to have Retro on in the near future. Um, How old is Ron Jeremy now? I don't know, but... Uh, got to be like late 60s? I swear, About I think he's going to prison for real, though. I think he's in oh, big yeah. trouble. Yeah, he is. Didn't Howard Stern have about a bunch of times? No, I think uh, he wanted desperately to be on the Stern show, but they kept telling him no. I don't think he ever made an appearance. Um, Would you let Robin piss on you? No fucking way. <laughs> Nobody's. I was going to say, yeah, me too, but then you you said no. So. <laughs> yeah. Ron Jeremy faces charges of rape and sexual assault dating from 1996 to 2020, uh, authorities allege. Jeremy, whose legal name is Ronald Jeremy Hyatt, was investigated and charged by the DA. Task force formed to take on sexual misconduct in the entertainment industry as the Me Too era gained momentum. So, yeah, this is, you know, a lot of women coming forward with saying, yeah, 20 years ago he uh, did this. And shit. Not to down. If your gig is to pay to get, I mean, you get paid to fuck. Mm -hmm. And that's the gig. I mean, there's no, like, in your window about it. It's not, I'll get you on the show. You're you're paid to fuck. Why would you even attempt to rape anybody? If, like, you're guaranteed to get the pussy. Mm -hmm. and that's the gig. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Ah. That's why it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That's why it doesn't make any sense. Ron Jeremy ain't got to worry about pussy, does he? Well, you know, I said the same thing about Cosby, though. Yeah. Well, I wanted to believe in Bill so much that until that Showtime documentary, mm -hmm. and it just was like, oh man, he's been talking about Spanish Fly since the '60s. Mm -hmm. I wanted to believe Cosby was innocent. I, I, you all going to shit on me on this? I know we need to get back to Bears, but. I still, there's a part of me that wants to believe that OJ's innocent. I know I'm in the minority, but I see OJ running the ball. I see him on the naked gun. He was a great fucking announcer, too. A very underrated. So, like, I want to wish that he didn't do that, too. Man, football players, man, listen. I Every time I hear about a football player getting a rape charge or a sexual assault, assault charge, I start wondering. What's really going on? Because as a former football player, a college football player, mm -hmm. you don't really look, dude. I had groupies in high school. You don't. That's not something that you you concern yourself with. It's it's your pick of whoever you want. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like you're press you're pressured or pressed for anything, as far as that goes. So to me, it's always I always try to peel back the layers of that whenever I hear a story like that. I just don't just right away believe it. Yeah, I think you know. Um, we are the Me Too movement has taught us that when somebody makes an allegation, you should take it seriously, not necessarily believe, but don't immediately dismiss it. So, unfortunately, what's happened now is that a lot of people immediately believe it, and there's a lot of or some innocent men out there who uh were being unfairly treated. Did, did that Ray Carruth get out of prison? 
I don't think so. I think he's still in there. He's been there for a while. Yeah. I thought he got out for some reason. By the way, I mean, hell, they let John Hinckley out and he shot Reagan. Yeah, that's right. Motherfuckers <laughs> walking the street. Mm -hmm. Speaking, of, I didn't like Reagan either, but I wouldn't want him shot. Speaking of sexual allegations, uh, Fred Savage, who was no. a child star oh. in the Wonder Years, he has just been fired as the director and executive producer of the latest installment of the uh, Wonder Years because of uh, sexual allegations against him. He told Winnie Cooper, you're finally taking this shit, bitch. <laughs> That's right. <what he> <laughs> Damn. Wonder years fondling motherfuckers, too. <laughs> oh, man. What's the world come to? Well, there are a lot of people. Uh, I've been talking. I've met, like, probably more than five people that have told me that the Will Smith thing with Chris Rock was completely a fucking bit now. Do you believe that shit? It's like a conspiracy theory that like the whole thing was a, a ruse or set up. I don't believe it. I don't what, either. He, it seemed too like fucking real to me, but it just popped in my head for some reason. He said Will Smith? Yeah, a lot of people are trying to tell me that that was staged. Man, I don't know. I don't know. You, you look at his hand. If you look at his hand, look at Will Smith's hand. Slow mm -hmm. it down, put it in slow-mo and kind of pause on his hand and look mm -hmm. at the strike. I think that's where everybody's getting that shit from. Yeah. It, it kind of looked weird. It doesn't look like he made uh, pure contact, but Chris Rock has made jokes about it, saying that his his his, his jaw is still swollen. It's still numb, I think he's, it was the joke. You know, I'll, I'll talk about it once the swelling is down on my jaw. I think it was one of his jokes. But I, I, I refuse to believe that it was staged because this has not been good for Will Smith's career. I mean, he's already lost projects. And people are declaring that they're hesitant to work with him. Um, I think this was just a moment of pure rage. Fuck, I know. I know that feeling when I, I, I get pissed off if somebody says or, or do something. And, and he could just had a, a momentary uh, lapse of uh, self-control. And uh, I think he's paying the price for it. And and Chris Rock is going to talk about it. You know, Chris Rock is wait, waiting for that money. You know, he's waiting for somebody to say, "All right, let's sit down and talk about this. How much do you want?" You know, they'll write him out a million dollar check, and and he'll share all his thoughts on that. But uh, and good for Chris. You know, uh, take the money and run, brother. If he if he actually did slap the guy, it was a punk move. You're a two hundred and thirty pound guy, two hundred twenty five, two hundred thirty, however big you are that's a little man right there yep. and you know and he knows chris rock it's not like the guy was unfamiliar to him they know each other yeah and he knows chris rock's not a fighter and you do that and humiliate him right there on on, on the network yep. air yep. in front of us everybody that loves and cares for the guys kids that's sad if that's mm -hmm. the case that was a punk move in my eyes you don't do that to a man yeah yeah i watched the will smith movie since i tell you it just kind of ruined it for me I didn't really like a lot of Will's movies anyway. Really? Truthfully. Really. They, uh, you know, I like that hey, one Will that came out in like 15 where they were like going to the Superdome for the Super Bowl. I think it was called Focus. I like the one with Gene Hackman in like 98 or where the, the CIA's after enemy of the state. But that's like about it. I can't think of anything specific that jumps out where I'm, like I hated the one about the concussions with the football. I hated that fucking movie. Hey, I love it. Hey, Dan, I Am sure. Legend might be the most underrated movie he's ever been filmed in. That is a classic to me. I don't That's know if I saw that one. That's one of the best movies he's ever done. I don't yeah, know I if like I saw that one. 
That's a good one, man. The, the original was one, although I've probably watched as uh, kids or, you know, uh, uh, Omega Man, right? Mm-hmm. Was that yep. the name of the Charlton Heston? I think so. I'll look at uh, Omega Man, right? That was yeah. I used to watch that, man. Was like, Wasn't there a Twilight Zone episode uh, on that concept? So. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with Nomad. That is a good movie, one you need to watch, uh, Dan. Uh, Omega Maybe I'll man. check it out. I definitely didn't like that Wild Wild West or whatever he was in. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Terrible. And he admits that that was the worst thing he's ever done and and was a mistake. That that was a terrible movie. But I thought Hancock was pretty good. His Muhammad Ali was bullshit. He was awful as Ali. Awful. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I I don't think he sounded like Ali at all. I liked Ali. I liked – what's the one you just said, Aldo? Um, um, somebody, somebody just said one. Um, damn it, uh, Hancock was Hancock. good. Hancock, I yeah. liked Hancock. Yeah, I want to see another he was one. Of those. In King Richard, he got you know the one he won the award for. And, and, and yeah, I, I want to see that. And Independence Day, he was fucking. Oh, up. I didn't like Independence Day. What? That's kind Why? of a classic, though. You know? No, I, I just didn't like Independence Day. <laughs> Uh, and those nude scenes, not nude scenes, but those strip scenes with Vivica Fox. Damn. I just didn't like, I don't like alien shit for the most part. I like the movie The Thing. The Thing was excellent. Yeah, it was Wait, the, the first Boys. one of the remake. The uh, Bad Boys? I, I don't. I didn't. I don't know if I. I think I saw one or two. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Men in Black. I mean, uh, Martin Lawrence was great back in the day when he was on Def Comedy Jam and stuff, but I just don't like his movies really either. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, his movies uh, either. I, I, I will agree with that. But uh, Bad Boys, uh, both of them, I thought, for the first and second, I thought were excellent. There's, there's individual scenes there that were just outstanding. The movies as a whole, I could kind of take it or leave it. And another one everybody throws on me that I thought was okay, didn't suck, but is with Martin Lawrence and Eddie, mm-hmm. uh, where they're in jail. What was that, Life? I thought Life oh, was yeah, okay, life. but it was okay. It was nothing worth... Oh, my Lord. Are you kidding me? That's a classic, man. But see, to me, if, I like, if I'm going to go Eddie, I'm going to go Beverly Hills Cop, I'm going to go Coming to America Part 1, not the fucking rated G se- a se- a sequel... Uh, you know, shit, Harlem Nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's you, know why life was, you know why life was so popular? Because mm-hmm. every black man in America can imagine being in the South and getting your ass thrown in jail for the rest of your life over some bullshit. Wow. <laughs> and what that would be like. I think that's why it became a cult classic in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I think that's it. Um, I don't know. I, I think Will Smith is a damn good actor. I remember when I first saw him I think it was a music video. I told my my wife at the time, my second wife. Parents <laughs> just don't understand. This, yeah. So this guy's gonna be a star. Watch, mark my words. And every time I see my wife now, and the topic comes on to Will Smith and stuff, she points at me and says, "Aldo predict that this kid was gonna be something. He's, he's got star quality written all over him. I mean, he." I tell you what. As soon as I saw Living La Vida Loca in '99, I said that Ricky Martin guy's gay. <laughs> I swear I got that right, but I got Justin Bieber wrong. He, you thought he was gay when I saw that video, baby, baby. I was like, that guy is gonna grow up and suck a lot of fucking cock. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it. 
<laughs> you know, speaking of uh, Bieber, the guy that discovered him is Usher, and Usher has been accused of knowingly giving a, a pile of women herpes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, intentionally man. giving it to him and, and knowing that he had it and not disclosing it. So there's like a class action lawsuit against him. At least there was. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Uh, if that's the case, I hope they get his ass and everything he got. That's fucked up. You'll have to write <laughs> Confessions 3. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Talk a little more football. People are craving for. I'm sorry, guys. I'm the one that took us down this road, I think. Oh, that's all right. Um, I love Chooch looking like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. I got better hair than Ron Jeremy, I think. You do. <laughs> retro, so wait a minute. Retro has uh, an admission to make here. <laughs> yeah, Usher gave somebody, herpes somebody, too. In the, somebody in the chat said Usher gave me herpes too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, although we left, we left one of your questions hanging. Which one? You know, that was like whether or not Ryan Pohl was, you know, deliberately setting, you know, the stage for a high draft pick next season. You know, like. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, you know, maybe slyly sabotaging. We know, left it hanging like a Florida Chad. <laughs> right. Exactly. Going back to 2000. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I, I would like to add to that is, and Danny Shimon actually said that. He said, expect a bad season. All we should be focused on are, are the building blocks. And I think that's what Ryan Pose is doing. Ryan Pose. Has, has told George McCaskey, hey, we got to blow this shit up, which means it's possible we're not going to win many games in 2022. But folk, let's focus on Justin Fields' development, on the development of Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, uh, the, the draft picks that we brought in. Even, you know, I, I posted this, the fucking thing is upstairs, the program for today's Family Fest. On the cover, no veterans. It was all his draft picks, and all of his uh, uh, undrafted free agents from the draft. And so I think that's what they're focused on. They, they, Ryan Poles, I think, will be happy to blow up this roster and start completely over with his own guys. And that means having to experience, us Bears fans, having to experience a season or maybe even two. No, no, no. I'm, gonna t I'm taking umbrage with this like I always do. Okay. An analogy from last week. So – when when the show previously went to shit and it was over, what if they just said, "Well, Aldo, you're starting a new one with Dan. It's going to take at least a good year to get chemistry. All your podcasts are going to suck for this season. You're you, just do your best. Would you accept that? Would you accept that? Uh -huh. the, the, okay. That's well, the everybody, everybody that's still playing on the team, they're football players. They play football their whole life. They've waited their whole lives to get this opportunity." They're not going to sit around and be like, well, we're supposed to suck this year. I mean, they're still going to play football. And for all the reasons we've said before, the schedule, better coaching, Justin Fields, better defense with the secondary. Why can't we win? I just – I will not accept it. Hey, hold on, Dan. Let me let me piggyback, Dan, because I'm going to help you out tonight, man. You got you got an ally tonight, Jack. Listen, Aldo. Yes, sir. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna disagree with Danny. I'm going to tell you why. There, okay. there is too many competitive guys on that football team that have been through too much physically as far as training and getting themselves ready. And they're listening to all of this talk about, oh, don't expect nothing from the Bears and don't expect them to be competitive. And they're just waiting for the draft. No, them dudes are working. 
their yeah. ass off. Mm -hmm. I mean, their ass off, like blood, sweat, and real tears mm -hmm. every day, every night. The coach is competitive. The coaches are competitive. Don't listen to that shit. Don't mm -hmm. listen to that shit because they got to go out there and line it up. And you listen to Justin Fields in that interview with Peter King, and you tell me if he thinks he's taking a backseat to anybody this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They think they can compete, and I believe them until they prove me wrong. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess you I, got a better quarterback than you had last year because of the system, and you don't have Andy Dalton around. Assuming he doesn't get hurt, the offensive line should be better. Should be the secondary should be better. Wide receivers, even with hurt people, are better than the ones we had last year. Now, I am concerned about Roquan and, and the linebacking crew. I give you that. And like you're talking about the three technique with the D line, there's some things to fret over. But with an easier schedule a better coaching staff, and a guy that should take that next step at quarterback. I mean, That's he's right. going to play better than he did with Matt Nagy. There's no way around it. Why I'm wouldn't not, the Bears be better? I'm, I'm not poo-pooing I'm not poo-pooing this team. I don't care what nobody says. I, all that pessimism, miss me with that shit. I want to see what they put out in the field. I want to see the product. And then we can talk. I appreciate what you guys are saying. I really do. I mean, that's great fan talk you you got faith but the reality is is that it's been very very difficult for any team to succeed after such a monumental turnover of personnel when we're talking about a quarterback who outside of Darnell Mooney as I mentioned earlier and Cole Komet he's throwing to totally different guys he's throwing to strangers guys that he met just a few months ago and right, let me interject so one second please right there I'm sorry to interrupt you, Aldo. I'm passionate on this topic. Please. You were talking about a guy, though, that we drafted, traded up to get, that we, we, all of us, all of us fanboys, everyone in Chicago, remember, everyone booed Trubisky when he was at the Bulls game, but almost universally, everyone loved the Fields pick, right? So mm -hmm. everyone thought he was the guy that was going to, quote, unquote, make everybody better. Mm -hmm. And now he's got a coach that can help him do that with a, a stable offense. A, a fucking mind not trying to play a Madden game. So mm -hmm. to me, Fields alone starting 17 games in, a, in, in an offense that's going to be suited to exacerbate his talents, accentuate mm -hmm. his talents, that guy is going to give us three or four more wins just because he's who he is. This dude's a baller, man. Dan is not wrong. Hey, hey Aldo and Tooch, listen. Hey. Put your try, just try for a second to put yourselves in the mind of the guys that are in that building working their ass off every day in the weight room and on that field and putting their bodies on the line and Foose is pushing them to their limits and that kind of stuff. He's not doing that for nothing. Mm -hmm. he, he's doing that. That's not a, a indication of a team that's going to tank to me. You know, that's that's just not and what I see on, on, on the film and the things I see on TV. That is not an indication of a team that wants to tank. That's an indication of a team to me that wants to go right out there right away and forget all the discrepancies everybody else has about this team and compete. And you have a quarterback that you can't see it right away in his mannerisms and the way he talks and communicates. That dude has a tiger inside of him. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, that dude wants to win. And you're going to see it. You may not see it right away. I think they'll win game one. But right away, you expect to see crisp, clean offense. I don't. But I will see great defense right away. 
and that'll keep us in games. And we'll, we we will be able to run the ball. What if Roquan is not in the starting lineup? No, that that's that's tough. I don't know who's replacing him. That's, that's hard. Yeah, we are. That it, is hard. Here, here's what one of the players uh, told me today. It's hopeless. We'll never make it. <laughs> is, that, is that Glum from Gulliver's yeah. Travels? <laughs> yeah, very good, Pooch. Very good. <laughs> I love that show when I was a kid. <laughs> I just don't and know why. I wasn't good born back then. No, Even- I, listen, I'm, I would not be shocked if the Bears won because I think there are a, a, several things working in their favor. I am just concerned over how quickly Eberflus was asked today. Do you wish you had more time before this opening uh, game one? And it's almost like Eberflus wanted to say, "Hell yeah, fucking a!" You know, <laughs> well, right he does. <laughs> but he he knows that hey, we got to play Saturday, ready or not. Here we go, and so th- that's the thing. Everything is just happening so fast for these guys, and they could end up surprising the NFL world and going deep into the playoffs or, or whatever the fuck. But right now it is hard to imagine. History tells us that teams like this usually take a year or two. Yeah. But this time we've got the quarterback though. Yeah. But what did, what did Justin Fields show in his rookie season? And I know Matt Nagy is to blame for 95% of it. So you saw that run against San Francisco dynamite. You saw yeah. that second half against Pittsburgh, dynamite. And that's when Nagy couldn't even, you know, just get out of the way and let him play. Right. Just let him play. I'm you know, it's almost like if it was an NBA player, you're suddenly on the playground instead of on the court. Just let him go. I, I, I think he showed not a lot in terms of if you're going to – would you call him rookie of the year? Of course not. But, again, he had this guy, this harness around him the whole time. He's handcuffed. I think this year you see who he is, and that means something. I mean, like – all the other past Bears teams like this typically were searching for a quarterback, but now they've got their guy. They don't know it yet. Hopefully that's going to be reiterated strongly in September, but they got a guy now, and that means so much in comparison with all the other worries that mitigates a lot of them is what I'm trying to say. Sure. It's it's going to be, although it's going to be all nuts, who's got the nuts in, in early on in the season, who's got nuts on this team? Mm-hmm. And who's going to put it out there on the field? It's going to be all nuts because the offense will be a little bit clunky because it's just so, so many moving pieces in that wide receiver room, and they're working on that timing. And it's not—it's starting to get clean in, in the in the throwing and, and receiving game, but it's so many moving pieces. It's going to be rough. They'll bust. They'll bust San Fran uh, week one because San Fran is going to wish they gave uh, Trey Lance more snaps last year. And you're going to see that right away, and they'll feel that. Yep. Shimon and I were talking about that game because I feel that is definitely a game the Bears should steal, should be able to steal, because Trey Lance, I think he's going to throw two, three picks in that game. It's just inevitable. The guy hasn't played in two years. You know what I'd like to see? Robbie go for the game-winning kick and miss that motherfucker. (laughs) That's what I want to see for the Bears. The Bears win. Robbie misses a field goal. The most arrogant motherfucker. Remember, he compared himself to Michael Jordan. People forget mm-hmm. Robbie had a big fucking mouth. He did. And he kicked our ass in his first game back. He had like five field goals to beat us with Jimmy Garoppolo's debut. We owe those motherfuckers is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I hope Robbie is the GOAT. And I mean GOAT like in the old school sense, like like Bill Buckner. Yeah. 
When the fuck did when the fuck did they change gold to mean the greatest of all time? Gold I don't know. It used to mean you fucking shit the bed. Exactly. I, I, <laughs> I don't understand. I can't keep up with this shit. Gold is the greatest of all time. I get it. It's an acronym, but no, gold means that you suck. <laughs> and so, but that's a game that the only thing that I'm worried about is the Niners have a really good defense and is this offense going to be able to compete? And the only way that the bears can win that game is if the bears defense gets the offense, great field position and the bears can, uh, can capitalize at least a couple of touchdowns, uh, because that that game is there for the taking at home against a, a a team with a brand new quarterback who hasn't played in a long time, that should be there. Uh, but if Roquan is not there, how you how the hell are you gonna fi- uh, stop Debo on some some of those sweeps that they're gonna change him? Uh, you know, you know, although what you do against a team like that with a quarterback that has limited experience the way he has, just mm-hmm. think of Justin the way he looked in the first two or three games. Mm-hmm. He was his eyes was everywhere as. His feet were everywhere. He's they're gonna force him to show them that they can throw that he can throw out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna cram that box and they're gonna come straight downhill at them. Straight downhill the run, you can forget the run. They'll be all over that shit. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna have to throw that ball and people are gonna make plays. That's that's Dan. Dan had to had to take a little break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Dan, how much fucking soda you been drinking? <laughs> now I'm going to hook him up with that hooker, with the, uh, <laughs> that clown looking hooker. He's out, he's out of, <laughs> That's out of for real? <laughs> Holy shit. Wait till I do that to his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Although, what, what, what kind of soda pop do you think it is Dan Aguirre drinks? I think he's a diet Mountain Dew guy. Yeah, that's what I think, right? too. Or... <laughs> Tell you what, man, he's had a lot of soda. It's just over a minute of pit pissing. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'd be a minute, so he wasn't bullshitting. <laughs> that motherfucker's missing a prostate. <laughs> 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 Jesus! <laughs> great knee <laughs> Great knee will do that to you, man. Holy fuck. <clears throat> oh. yeah, you guys got to go through now? <laughs> speaking of Chris Rock, there was like a, a Saturday Night Live commercial with Chris Rock. It was for Long Leak Malt Liquor. Long <laughs> SNL. Speaking of Chris Rock, I love it. The SNL commercials were the best, like Colon Blow. You remember that one? It's like, it like fiber cereal. How many bowls of Colon Blow? Or bowls of that that motherfucker laid it. He's like he's like the guy on The Simpsons that just laid under the goddamn tap and shit. What's that guy's name that just lays under the taps and, and drinks all the beer? Barney or whatever his name is. Yeah, I think it's Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, are you back? Not yet. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <That's> me, <right? laughs> Don't forget the flush, Dan. Yeah. 
I feel better now. Much better, as you heard. Did you wash your hands? The chat room is asking. I did wash my hands. I got to be careful with that and wash with cold water since, uh, again, I got that eczema shit last year. I can't wash my hands with warm water anymore. I was washing them too much because of COVID and fucked my hands up. <laughs> that was all shit from eating bullshit barbecue up there. <laughs> I don't like barbecue. You don't he's like pissing, barbecue? What he's the? pissing out of his ass from some bullshit. I don't like barbecue. barbecue. I don't like chicken. <laughs> pissing out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat barbecue then? No. I couldn't live without barbecue. <laughs> oh, man. What part of West Virginia are you from? I'm yeah, close. I'm like. 40 minutes or so from Virginia Tech. I'm on the West Virginia, Virginia line. Uh, like West Virginia is four. West Virginia University is three and a half hours for me, but Tech is less than an hour. Jesus Christ. So I mean, I'm, I'm more or less. I We all should be Virginia Tech fans, but everybody here is West Virginia fans. Did you ever see Kevin White play? I've never gone to a West Virginia game. I've been to some Tech ones because they're so close. Yeah. I, I, I don't like college anyway. I mean, it's on. I don't hate it. It's not like you're asking me to shave my balls with a rusty razor, but I'm not going to exert any effort or I'm not looking for a game. You know, I'm not, I don't, I just don't care, man. The bears are like my fucking shit. You know, it's my life. Now as a younger guy, I did invest in all the other teams too. And, and knew like who played for like, I like the, the guy out in California, we're talking about Jordan. Like I could start rattling off names of, Who's the backup linebacker in Denver? I just I'm I'm all Bears now. Mm-hmm. I wish I wasn't, but I'm all I'm I'm just all in on this team now, and I don't really care about the rest. I mean, I do, but I rarely watch other teams now. I'm I'm a lot like you. I'm I you know for many many years I didn't give a fuck about anything else other than the Bears, not, not the Packers, not anybody. I just wanted to watch my Bears, and then during the week I just wanted to consume bears information bears news and so forth now since i started the barroom network i've 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 started to you know pay more attention to what else is going on in the league because you sort of have to um but i'm a lot like you if i could just focus on the chicago bears 24 7 with the exception of course my family life i'd be a happy guy now this fucking team has got me worried you know um but uh, I, I'm a lot like you, a lot like you. Um, it, it, Nomad, I wanted to ask you something. Do you bet on games? Absolutely not. Oh. I'm like Nomad. Fuck that. I don't waste my money on shit like this. Yeah, I haven't laid down a bet in a long time. And I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't because fucking Tooch is on a nice winning streak with baseball of all yeah. things. I know. Talk enough shit to me about the Bears. I will bet you. All right, so the the over under on the Bears is six point five. Uh, would you lay down a hundred dollars of your hard earned money? Over? Hell no. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. He says he doesn't bet. <laughs> He's a man of his word. I, I bet. I bet. I bet a person, you know, twenty to a hundred bucks a game on you. You wanna you wanna bet me? Does anybody wanna go against me? Game one. Against the 49s, I'll take that shit right now. Tooch wants a part of that deal. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, Give me some of that shit, Tuchini. I went through some of the game. I went through the games with uh, with Dan on one of the shows while you were out. You know, went through the schedule where I thought, you know, and it, 
I, I have them at about seven wins, maybe six wins, you know, if uh, all things uh, go as, you know, planned on paper, which hardly mm-hmm. ever happens. But, I mean, Vegas is hard. I mean, they're, they're, they're usually pretty, you know, uh, laser focused on, you know, so six and a half, you know, kind of uh, uh, probably it'd be around six, seven games, you know, seven mm-hmm. and ten would be. I don't know. Do you think seven and ten would be a success for first year, all these first year Coaches and management and players. So I, I got I got them at eleven and six, and and that's you know I I might sound like a damn lunatic to people out here, and I really don't care. I looked at the schedule and I looked at the dynamics of the game and what team and who what player was on each team and how I thought that shit might play out in the real game setting, <clears throat> and I came away with eleven and six. Now that's my guy. My partner for my partner over there at at. Bears uh, Country Podcast, that's contingent on Roquan being there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I want that guy there. I might change my thoughts on that, given that he signs a contract or not. Hey, speaking of uh, uh, Mr. Shorty over at the Country Podcast, you have an announcement to make, Nomad? I am a full-time co-host on Bears Country Podcast. We, wow, uh, nice. Hey, um, we stumbled into it, but Turned out that, you know, people kind of liked it. I never imagined myself uh, being in a situation like that. But you know what? I like Bears content. I love putting it out there, you know, and I'm always looking for it. So why not be a part of the culture that puts it out there for people to digest? I love it, man. I love it. Uh, Come check us out. Yeah. I I caught about 45 minutes of uh, I think it was your last show. And you guys are are great together. Shorty's very talented. Uh, you guys got a really nice uh, foundation going, and you guys are going to grow fast. And I wish you all the luck. And the bar room is here to help, brother. Hey, listen, Aldo, cross pollination, man. I want you to get that word in your head, because I I look at you as the sage when it comes to this this podcasting thing about bears podcasting. You're you're. You're someone I look at as the person that I think I can lean on, you know, to try to get better. I want to come over here and also help here and do what we do over there and get together. Let's let's not make it like we need to be bumping each other for space. The Internet is infinite. Exactly. You know, we don't need to do that. We're all we're all family in this bears things. So I, I just I just go about it with that mindset. I said it here last week when I was talking about some other issue. I wish we all, all of us in Bears Twitter, Bears podcasting, Bears Black, I wish we could all fucking get together and build a conglomerate of Bears programming. We would fucking blow the major networks out of the sky. All advertisers would come to us if we were all to pull our resources, but that's a very difficult thing to do because – People don't get along, egos get involved, and so forth. But be that as it may, whoever whoever wants uh, support from the Barroom Network, you come here and you're going to get it from Tooch and Dan and myself and Grape, Gabriel and everyone else. We want uh, we, we want a brotherhood of Bears fans. We don't talk to Dan. Dan is like the last guy in the fucking planet Earth who wants confrontation with anyone. He he's willing to work with anyone. He's he's such a good soul, such a good spirit. So we're here, man. 
Uh, and one of the things that we're doing this year is the show, The Bear Debate. We're bringing in people from all sorts of different shows and different blogging. Our debut show is this Thursday. It's going to be Ill Will from the Three Dogs podcast debating Aaron, uh, Aaron Current of the Barfly Tailgate show. And that's just going to be an example of how we're going to have some fun together, debate, disagree, but at, at the end, hug each other and have fun talking football. And that's going to be a weekly show here on the Barroom Network and going to be an example of how we're reaching out our hands to everyone in the in the Bears podcasting community to come and join us and, and have fun and cross-promote, cross-pollinate, as my man Nomad says. Although the, that word cross pollinate makes me horny for some reason, <laughs> we need to change that word. <laughs> cross promote, go with that. all. Jo- you know what, man? All jokes aside, when I when I I'm not very fluent in this whole podcast thing. I just stumbled onto it less than a year ago, mm-hmm. and this is the, this is the podcast right here. This show right here is the one that that really sunk into me. Mm-hmm. You know why? I don't think Tooch was there on the screen, but you and Dan were there, <clears throat> and I listened to it enough. And I and what I declared from that podcast is that these are two good humans. You know, forget all the bear shit, forget all the everything else. These are I can tell by the way that you guys communicated and the things that you cared about. These are two good humans, and so therefore I have no problem at all doing anything with you guys. It just has to be something that makes sense for everybody. Yeah. And that's just the way it should be. I love it, brother. Thank you for saying that. Dan, he's left you speechless, man. Well, I, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. You know, sometimes I feel like uh, when we talk on here, it's just like us on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of get lost in it. That I mean, now I can at least see people's interactions and stuff. But you know, you you do it. You go to work, and you know, it's just now you hope people are listening and people like it. I mean, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. But I, I never take that for granted. So anytime someone tells me that they enjoy it, that I'm so grateful. I don't know what else to say. I don't want to sound arrogant or dismissive in any way because I don't. I'm not presumptuous about anyone enjoying my content at all. So I, I thank him for saying that. And and where are you from, though, man? I'm from Chicago. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't know. You know, I guess I'm from West Virginia, of all places. I've been, I went to. Well, I ain't gonna. Let me be quiet. I've been in uh, West Virginia. Don't say it all, though. I know you know. Don't say <laughs> I it. Gonna, I thought you were going to the beans. <laughs> I've been. I, I know Huntington. How about that? Okay, that's Marshall University, Randy Moss territory. <laughs> Just a little bit. Now shut up, Dan, with your punk ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love this. Um, all right, uh, Dan, we've got uh, ten minutes left before you got to go save lives. Uh, what do you want to talk about? What's on your mind? You see anything that you want to share with the with the crowd? Mm, still watching Westworld. Initially, they were saying I was reading that this was the end of the show, you know, but HBO had their next to last episode and they previewed the finale on Sunday and said the season finale, not the series finale. It was being marketed earlier as the series finale mm-hmm. or, or, you know, this, this was the final season. So I don't know if they're going to pick it up. It looks like it's kind of been blown up and it would, incapable of going any farther, but I guess that's the power of writing, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of the, late, the latest episode. People uh, like Twitter said like nobody knew what what was going on anymore after the last episode, whatever Sunday's episode. Yeah, uh, did you watch it? I, I you know I have to watch. I'm on episode three, and I'm like, oh. okay, I have to watch episodes like twice. You know, and it's like I, I can't just watch it once because I don't know what's going on. I feel like I. I mean, this was a hard show to watch when we used to recap it for uh, I Have a Stream, Danny. And it was like, now it's just like, it's even, I can't imagine like recapping the show because I, I don't know where I'm lost, you know? It's like, and like the latest sure. one, it, it's, it's a very small spoiler, but like things are happening in the real world when Bernard has no hair, but when he's in, you know, we're at the end of season two where not everyone went into like their, they're like their version of heaven for all of like the yeah. all the he's over there and he and he doesn't and he does have hair or vice versa it's like he gets killed in the real world but he's seeing it from the other place because he's a copy so shit like that it's kind of hard to keep track of i'll give you that but uh i've been watching that of uh that's i think and i watched the movie men that i told aldo i really wanted him to see it came out on Blu-ray and DVD today. I saw I it at the theater, but I rewatched it uh, last night. I think that's about it. I mean, for the most part, I, I've been too busy to watch anything else. Hey, hey, what is that knockoff of uh, Lord of the Rings? That is a show that's been peeled off of Lord of the Rings that's out there. I don't know. If, is it on a network? Is it a movie? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Not Lord of the Rings. But I take that back. Um, what's Game the other Thrones? one? Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. Although I texted you about that today, you and Dan. <laughs> what is I mean, that? The, the uh, it's the prequel to Game of Thrones. It's like the Targaryen family saga, okay. and it, it, some of the actors were like, "God damn, there's so much sex in this movie." They complained about how much <laughs> sex there is. So now I think Dan Aguirre has to watch it. Dan, although I've never watched one episode of Game of Thrones. I know you could start oh, with new because it's a whole new, uh, a whole new uh, series. You don't Dude, have to what know are you anything. doing? Yeah. I just, just want to watch it's the not band. my genre, man. Sex is your genre. Sex was your only genre. <laughs> what, is, what is your genre, man? It's not like the fantasy. <laughs> right. Like all that. And I don't like anything. It's like thou shall the queen <laughs> run before Westworld the fog is, comes in. Westworld is fantasy, though, <laughs> isn't it? Although. <laughs> yes. Right? Exactly. Westworld is total fantasy. So it's not it's not set in eighteen thirty or something like all these old fucking British shows, like <laughs> and every every episode I ever saw like anything of was like winter is coming. Well motherfucker, when does it come? <laughs> I came at the end of this. God, show. they say that constantly. Winter is coming. Like it's almost a cliche now. Like at that fuck, when is it ever cold on that show? And, and there was no such thing as deodorant back then, you know, just, just thinking about that. <laughs> you know, they stunk like a motherfucker back then. I wonder if you knew if you stunk, if everybody smelled like that, though. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, oh, man. That happened at the family fest today. It was a, a family sitting in front of me, and the fucking father did not use deodorant, and the fucking wind was blowing right at my nose. I was like, oh, uh, let me move over a couple of seats. There was nobody at Family Fest today. There was like three or four families. <laughs> it's like, a, why would you do that during the day on a Tuesday, though? Well, it, you know, 
I can sort of see that. It's a summer. It's the summer. But you're right. You're right. It should have been on a Saturday because Lambeau Field always has theirs on a Saturday, and it's fucking packed. I don't think the Bears would have been packed if they would have had it this past Saturday or any Saturday. But it would really help if they did uh, to get more people. And and then here, I'm, I'm going to go off on a fucking rant here because. The, the stadium is not even a quarter filled. It's probably like one six. You know, there was probably, I want to say, 8,000 people there. And yet, you go get a fucking hot dog, you got to wait fucking 10 minutes in line. And it's, it's just fucking ridiculous. It's the Bears and the Chicago Park District and uh, uh, who, whoever is in, uh, uh, responsible for that. It's, they just don't know how to fucking run a business. I went to Petco Park, outstanding the fucking food, like the quick service, people saying hello, welcome to Petco Park. When when Dan and I went to Cleveland to watch the uh, the Indians and Sox play, it was the same thing. Everybody treating us like fucking royalty and no waiting in lines. And Not stuff. at the Browns game, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were just pissed off because somebody thought we were gay. <laughs> we were a gay couple. Uh, they, yeah, they told us that, uh, oh, something like that. At least you still have each other. Yeah. And I was like, hey, thanks, homophobe. That was my quick comeback, which actually was effective at the time. Yeah, it was very effective. By the way, uh, before you go, Dan, I want to tell you about a show that's on the network, uh, Peacock. I know uh, Tooch and Nomad will want to watch this. Um it is called Love Island. I don't know if you've watched or heard of it or anything like that. This is like the third or fourth season. My wife was, was watching it the other day, and so I'm like, what the fuck are you watching? And she goes, this stupid show called Love Island. And I so I sit down and watch, and I swear I got a heart on. I got an erection because these fucking women are just walking around with thongs on. They're, they're, uh, they're very promiscuous. All of them are there. to They want to get fucked, and they're proclaiming, yeah, I want to get fucked. And um, it's a very erotic show for, for cable TV. Um, and it's a total waste of time, but it is a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm on episode seven already. <laughs> it's, it's totally unrealistic. Man, people are out here delivering cans of Miller High Life and Pepsi and all that kind of shit. Who's at a fucking island with a bunch of hot ass chicks, man? Come on, man. It's a game show. <laughs> Who's watching that? I am <laughs> with my dick in my hand. <laughs> that, that, that picture piqued my interest, though. I tell you, yeah. Wait, wait, let me see that again, man. <laughs> Watch. Well, this is. Uh, I might have to. The, the hedgehog might oh. have to visit that island. Oh. So oh. check out. Check out the premise. These girls uh, pick guys, uh, and they hang out with them for a few days, and then they throw in like two more girls. And so now the guys get to pick. And so two of the other girls go home and then it's reverse. They bring in a couple of guys and, and the girls pick and two guys got to go home. And there's all this fucking drama and the women are all crying. He doesn't like me. And the guys are all, you know, yeah, you get, you're going to bang that shit. It's fucking totally juvenile, fucking totally stupid. And, and it's right up my alley. <laughs> Wait, let me ask you something. I'll go. Although, have you ever, have you ever, um, they call in, in the hood, we call them dimes, uh, a 10. That's, that's absolute a 10. That's a dime. She's mm -hmm. perfect. Mm -hmm. You ever had a girl rated that high? Yes, I have. 
I um wasn't she was she drama like a motherfucker or no? Well hold hold on a second. Does two fives count? That's a ten. <laughs> no, I have like five twos. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Larry David, I'm a solid four. <laughs> solid four. Yeah, I, I, I've been lucky enough to have, you know, when I worked at Channel 2 here in Chicago, it, it changed my fucking life because I, you hold the microphone and all of a sudden it's like having a big dick. You know, girls just come to you. Oh, you're on TV. Oh, yeah. Dan know th- knows this. I'm sure, Dan, you because of your radio voice. and Oh, in the early 2000s, man, when everything was live, live with radio, man. It was like I was like 24. And like I said, it was the 50-year-olds that was throwing the pussy at me, man. And, and I was taking it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like radio is all fucking staged and recorded and stuff now. But back then it was live. Everything you were saying was live. Now the only thing live for me is sports. But to add to your point, you did have your set of people that just thought you were some shit because you were on the radio or in your case TV. When you're like, I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy. I'm nobody. But yeah, go ahead and please suck me off while you're at it. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the old Eddie Murphy joke. You know, I got pussy falling out of my pockets. There's some pussy on the floor. You know, it was everywhere. (laughs) Eddie's got it right, though. Every night you're rolling. It's like you're gambling with your dick. (laughs) (laughs) He was talking about you end up with herps. God, I don't want to get herps. All bullshit aside now, there has been situations where, hey, you know, you had you had your groupies outside the dorm and they're just, hey, they lining up to get on the elevator to come upstairs. And mm-hmm. all right, you pick one and, it, and, you, and you, you go up there and you do what you do and you send her back downstairs and she's sitting out there on the on the bench outside the dorm and she's got feelings. And some one of the uh, I'm talking as a freshman and one of the uh, upperclassmen come tell you, hey, man, hey, man, you need to go down there and talk to her. She's not good. What you talking about, man? We, you need to go talk to her. And that's when I understood that, hey, man, every every encounter like that ain't free. Some people have, you know, I mean, some women have, you know, attachments and you need to make sure that she understands what what is, you know. And so I experienced that. Yeah, that's that's heavy shit, man. Yeah. Fucking Dan's never experienced that shit. <laughs> I've experienced failure in so many ways with women. I've experienced, I think, a little bit of everything. Oh, man. All right. Looks like uh, the ex-wife's going to be engaged soon, by the way. Your ex? Really? Yeah, it looks like Marissa's getting engaged soon. She wanted to let me know that, of course. And how does that, that make you feel? Eh, you know, it, it's like I, I've had five years to to get over her being gone and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm healed from that, but it's still a constant reminder of, God, the game went the wrong way. It's like Super yeah. Bowl 41, man. I just, man, I wanted to win that so badly or that Packers championship game in 2010. And you always look back on it like this could have happened. This could have happened. We could have won. Same thing with her. You know, just it's always a constant disappointment you now looking back on it. But that's also a, uh, you, you got to move on with your life. Nothing, nothing, nobody's sitting around. So why should I? Yeah, and you've got a sick pet too, right, Dan? That's 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 well, he a, seems okay, but like I said, they said he's got gingivitis or whatever, and his, his gums are inflamed, and they want to put him to sleep to do some kind of surgery on him, and I just don't want to do that. I'm desperately trying to circumvent putting him with to sleep with anesthesia because I'm afraid he won't wake up. He's going to be 11 next year, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah. You, you got to find some, maybe some kind of paste to put on his gum. Well, I ordered some kitten toothpaste specifically that they can swallow. And That's I got to try brush, brushing its, its teeth with my finger, it says, for like a week or two weeks. Then work your way up to the kitten toothbrush. Because right now he won't eat those dental treats. He ate two of them, which he seemed to like. And then afterwards, he's like, get that shit on my fucking face. And then after that, there's some liquid shit he's supposed to drink. No fucking way. He's on to it. He's like, I don't want any part of this shit. With all the experience you have at finger fucking, that whole shit should be easy for you. <laughs> well, he trusts me. He trusts me. Uh, and they said that you got to get, get them used to like having your hands in their face. But I always rub his cheeks and shit anyway, his cheekbones. And no. he, really, he really likes that. So he loves my point cheeks. is, it, it, it's not going to be yeah. too foreign for to him, and he trusts me. So hopefully he won't bite me when I'm trying to brush his teeth. Oh, man. Got some late-breaking news here. J2K uh, Larsonette says uh, Mario Edwards is now listed as defensive end, and Daz is the starting punt returner. I'm not sure if you guys have talked about this. No, I, I, I did not know this. So we were all counting on Mario Edwards to kind of be a fill-in at that three-tech. The fact that they've got him listed at DE, I wonder what that means. Hopefully we'll get a preview this sun or Saturday against the Chiefs, and then uh, Daz – Starting punt returner, I'm not surprised by that at all. And he has had a really nice camp. The last uh, two times I've gone to camp, he's really displayed uh, some uh, ability to get open. So that's good news. Hopefully, uh, Ryan Pose appreciates that homegrown talent like he said he does. Dan, I'm you, really uh, rooting for dads. Yeah, seems like a good guy too. Dan, you, you got another minute or two? You Can you hang around? Yeah, I got to go. I, I got to drive over to work, so. Leave one Fuck. job and head to the other. Fuck work, man. <laughs> I'm a slave to money. And, and there was that song in the 90s called uh, uh, Bittersweet Symphony. It was on MTV all the time yeah. by The yeah. Verve. Song. Yeah, yeah, song. yeah, one of the lyrics that's poignant is, I'm a slave to money until I die. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm at. So Love Richard you Ashcroft's be- voice. Uh, you Danny. need to learn how to pimp, Dan. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> to quote the Godfather, pimping ain't easy. <laughs> All right, good money, I gotta man. go. Good money. All, All right, man. Go. Nice meeting you, no man. Hi, Danny. Nice meeting you, bro. Go be hey, well, everybody. Dan, before you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna live on forever with Tooch. <laughs> Tooch you got you got to put the word Tuchini on top of that, man. <laughs> I will. <laughs> hey, but Tooch, that also means you fucked a whole bunch of women. So there you go. Exactly. exactly. We'll take that. Well, I got to go, gentlemen. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right, brother. One can dream. Right. Uh, that is Dan Aguirre. He yeah. is. I'm going to come up with titles for everyone in the bar room. Uh, so if anyone's got an idea for Dan's title, <laughs> we'll, uh, throw it at me. Um, da- Danny Shimon is our senior analyst. Greg Gabriel is our, I don't know what Greg Gabriel is. He's got to be like a uh, draft guru. I don't know what the fuck to do, but I want to come up with titles for everybody so that way we, I could do some cool promos. Am I allowed to end that hedgehog? Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. No matter what's going on in your life, man. What do you want to share? You got a very secretive uh, persona. What's going on, man? Well, it ain't, ain't a whole lot. Ain't a whole lot 
extravagant going on in my life. Just got off of a a, a birthday weekend, being wild and outrageous and drunk <laughs> for the most part. Uh, birthdays. Are you yeah. are you twenty one now? Something like, something about something like that. <laughs> I love your secrecy, man. That's great. Uh, are you planning at some point to uh, reveal your true identity? Not at all. I think it's part of the lore. I, I think it's it. part of the lore. Everybody wants to know. I had no, I had no idea that people were that interested, and they hear the voice now, and and it gets more and more interesting, I guess, for people. And I think that's part of the pool. And I'm yeah. gonna keep it like it is. Absolutely. You ever, uh, there was an old game show called uh, "What's Was It What's My Line" or "To Tell the Truth" or some shit like that, and the oh, contestants oh. were all blindfolded and they would ask questions like, "Have you ever uh, played ma- professional sports?" And they're trying to guess the identity of someone. So, can we do that with you right now? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played professional sports, Nomad? Absolutely not. And, all right, Tooch, your next question. Oh man, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to keep him uh, anonymous. He plays. He played college football. I know. Ah! <laughs> We've narrowed it yeah. down to one in twenty-five thousand people. <laughs> yeah, maybe more than that. All right, last one, and then because uh, we we do uh, respect your anonymity, but this is kind of fun. <laughs> Have you ever been? In a porn movie, <laughs> not knowingly. Good <laughs> <laughs> big one out there. I don't know <laughs> who was the wrestler that was. Uh, this is on, I heard this on the Stern show. The wrestler that was videotaped having sex with a DJ's wife. Oh, I remember Hulk Hogan, the famous yeah. WWE wrestler had sex with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife and they recorded it secretly and then released the video and Hulk Hogan was fucking pissed off and he sued them and I think he made a lot of money. What the hell? Yeah, has that ever happened to you, no man? (laughs) It might be be some shit out there, boy. I've had more... (laughs) I've had more encounters that I forgot about than the ones I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Something you and Tooch have in common, man. (laughs) Man, I I don't know, man. You you never know out there. I'm always worried about some chick walking up to my door talking about this child is mine. (laughs) PJ uh, has a question. Have you ever held a public position, uh, public office? No. No. Any other questions? In the... Did you go to college in Illinois? No. Oh, nice. Oh, look at this. We got a guest. Nomad is Teddy, Teddy Savalas? Isn't Teddy dead? Kelly <laughs> <laughs> Savalas. Kelly, that's, that's <laughs> what it is. Nah. Kojak. Kojak. Yes. What is it with my voice, man? I had no idea that I sound like this. And I was, I was mad at my girlfriend last week because everybody started responding to the pod 
mm-hmm. about my voice. And I'm, I never, I had no idea what I sounded like in a broadcast until I played the uh, first show back. And I was like, whoa, that is kind of, it's kind of different. Yeah, you got a great, gravelly, deep voice. Yeah, I don't you ever, know. You, ever, you sing? No, in the shower. I sound like hell in there. <laughs> <laughs> you ever do voiceover narration? Never. You want me to do one? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me uh, write something for you. I'm going to put it up on the screen. Hold on. How about this? You'll never find. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, this that's is, Lou Rawls. That's my man, Lou Rawls. Lou Rawls, uh, there was an old TV talk show called The Mike Douglas Show, and Lou Rawls showed up so fucked up that I thought he was gonna fall asleep in the middle of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, hold on a second. I got something for you to read. Jesus oh, got here a little late, although. <laughs> For Cheesy, this show will be available on demand. South Side of Chicago, Lou Rawls. That's right. Uh, what what was the commercials? He was famous for Budweiser. Yes. Right? Budweiser commercials. I remember that as a little bitty baby. I just came up with this off the top of my head. So here's his. It's on the screen now. So read that for me, Nomad, in your greatest voiceover voice. Okay. I need my glasses. <laughs> glasses. This week on The, the Bears Debate. Uh, I, I'm sorry. That should be The Bear. This week on The Bear Debate. It's the greatest debate in Bears history. All right. Give me another take, and here's what I want you to do. I want you to really punch it up, like, this week on the Bear Debate. All right? Three. This week on the Bear right, Debate. I'm going to do a countdown for you, and then after I hit one, then you go. Three, right. two, one. This week on the Bear Debate. It's the greatest debate in Bears history. All right. Here, uh, I got some advice for you. Keep keep the fucking chicks. This week on the Bears debate. Look at the two. <laughs> Holy shit. He's not he's not just a fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Hedgehog Debate. <laughs> What's it supposed to sound like? Tell me what it's tell me what it's supposed to sound like, Aldo. Oh man! So, okay, wait a minute. Let me, let me put up. I screen. might be able to mock you. All right. Um, you have to channel Dan yeah. McGuire. Yeah. This week on the Bear Debate, it's the greatest debate in Bears history. Okay, I think so, I know where you're going. I sound like I got a big dick, right? <laughs> so it's supposed to sound aggressive. Yeah, aggressive, manly, like Dick Butkus on steroids. Count it down one more time. All right, three, two, one. This week on the Bear Debate, it's the greatest debate in Bears history. All right, that is a big-time improvement. Big-time improvement. Let's Give me another uh, a third take, and this time, like, really let it go. I don't know uh, where you live, but let the neighbors know that you're 
fucking on the barroom network. Are you trying to get the alarms to go off around here? (laughs) Three, two, one. This week on the Bear Debate, it's the greatest debate in Bears history. Bam, baby. That's it right there. I got me a winner at 242.00. Holy shit. Did you just feel the promo from me, man? <laughs> I want to check, goddammit. I want to see it. <laughs> Are you in the union? Are you in SAG or AFTRA? No, not, oh, not yeah. at all. You'll, you'll get your check. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded that good. I liked it a lot. Even Swanky liked it. And Swanky's the fucking toughest critic at the Barroom Network. Play it back. Let's see what it sounds like. Oh shit! I didn't, I wasn't recording it on the regular thing. Hold on, let me let me see if I can do it this way. Hold on. Can you do, can you do it one more time for me? You gonna record this time? Yes, sir. Count it down. Three, two, one. This week on the Bear Debate, the greatest debate in Bears history. Nice. Okay. Hold on a second. This first. Post it a little bit. Yeah, here it comes back at you. This week, ah, then record. I got a fucking malfunction. Don't but worry, I'll... no man. We, we fired the intern. No. <laughs> 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 We're gonna get it recorded now. I got out of here. His name was. His name was Hedgehog. Toot your ass out of here, man. Get out of here, man. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I didn't record. It was all nothing but rumble. Rumble, baby, rumble. Well, I, I do have it on the video recording, so I'll isolate it from there at 242.00, and then I'll send it to you, and I'll actually use it on my promo. Okay. All right. Send me that. Send me that check, Jack. I'm like, yeah, Greg Gabriel, I want that money. He <laughs> learned from the best, brother. That's right. Uh, yeah, Joe says it's because Aldo's been drinking. That's why. Yeah, that's probably why I fucked it up. <laughs> I didn't fuck that up. Oh, look at that. <laughs> hey, I'm glad I ain't got his voice. the worst voice for their body uh walter payton or or mike tyson oh mike tyson yeah right (laughs) no you know what that's a toss-up man that's a toss-up that's sweetness you you didn't expect him to sound like that not at all but uh you, you like this one better or this one better give me give me the helmet yeah, the helmet, right? All right, I'll I'll send that to you along with the check. <laughs> sweet, sweet, and it sounds like I'm kind of moist or something. They're gonna <laughs> yeah. be wearing those helmets two times this year, two games this year. They'll be wearing the orange helmets. What games? Do you know off the top? Of your head? I, I don't know. I, I I had it up here for. I gotta look at it. it. Was one of the articles I pulled up, but I gotta. I hope it's one of the games I'm going to. Uh, Nomad, you going to any games this year? Probably not. I enjoy the games more at home. I've been yeah. to a game as a youngster, but you know, people too drunk and disorderly for me, and I can't enjoy the game the way I want to. I'm the same way. I, even at home, I, I prefer to watch the game by myself, so I could totally excuse me, so I could totally focus on the game. 
Yeah. But, yeah. But, I'm the same. Yeah. Dan loves to go to the game. So I'm going twice with him. The, uh, Dolphins in the final regular season game, Vikings. When they when they get in that new stadium, I, I will be at that motherfucker. You can guarantee that. Fucking hey, I'm I'm gonna break in. During construction, I'm breaking in and putting my initials on one of the seats. That shit's gonna be something to see, man. Because I think it's gonna be in the mold of the. Um, it's gonna. I think it's gonna come off like the, uh, like a small Vegas up there in Arlington. Yeah, it's, it's gonna. It's gonna have that kind of cachet. Yep. It's going to be a venue instead of, you know, you wouldn't look at it as a typical stadium where the Bears play. It's going to be a venue where, it's, where it attracts a whole lot of different, you know, acts and different kinds of business. Yeah, it, it, I think also it'll be a gambling casino, you know, come and gamble at uh, Arlington Heights uh, Bears Stadium. And uh, people, you know, when there's not football games, people still be there betting on college basketball, you know, two to be there. There's always you know, gonna be shit going on. You'll be able to get a hot dog quicker there, although. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that pisses me off so much, man. I go into the fucking thing, and and there's like six thousand people in the stadium, and only ten people waiting for a fucking hot dog. Yet there's lines, and people don't know what the fuck they're doing behind the counter. I really don't blame it on them. I just I blame it on on um, people the park district not hiring enough people to take care of business. Everybody's fucking nickel and diamond when it comes to labor costs. Don't get me started. <laughs> you, you know what everybody's clamoring for? What I hear from people talking, everybody mm -hmm. has to have that Portillo's in there. You know Gotta it. Have it. You know it. I had me some Portillo's today. A couple hot dogs. I'm getting Man. hungry now. You got me thinking about it. <laughs> all right guys let's pull the plug on this one nomad you are welcome here any fucking time man i i have not laughed this hard in a long fucking time and i really appreciate it it was a blast uh, man i appreciate you all though i appreciate you man very much uh, Tooch, uh know, yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you come back next week oh <laughs> well, i might have some porn shoots to do but i'll try and Fit it, fit it, fit it, fit Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking try to find the, an old uh, Ron Jeremy porn movie and and Photoshop Tooch's face on it. <laughs> hey Tooch, why don't you get a goddamn hot wax or something, you hairy motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, I still have nightmares from Ron Jeremy and porno movies. I was like, how can anybody find this stuff erotic or, you know, just, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've Those seen women. half dozen of his movies over the years, and I'm like, I, I don't fucking get it, you know? A guy's yeah. got a big dick, but that's no reason to fucking put him in a movie. You know? <laughs> I don't care what kind of a movie it is. Fuck that. Yeah. Sweaty want... motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ready? Harry sounds <laughs> like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I, I will tell you this. Uh, I, I know, man, I know you're not going to tell us how old you are, uh, how old you are, but did you ever watch eight 1980s porn movies? I told you, man. My, uh, I said my dad, but it was my granddad's oh, okay. shit. He, he, he had some shit, man. He had, um, 
I, I'm a hundred percent sure after seeing that picture, I seen Ron Jeremy, and he had some some like cartoon porns and shit down in the basement. And I used to sneak down there and fuck around. Yeah, <laughs> man, it sounds like uh, your dad was like me. <laughs> your granddad. <laughs> <laughs> All those gonna be a granddad soon. That's right. Yeah, man. I heard about that. Congrats, bro. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank you. That's man. gonna be a hell of a thing, man. I bet you. Oh. Yeah. My daughter, uh, Kayla, is going to have her first child, and uh, the name is its going to be a boy, Jackson Ray, and the middle name is the same as my middle name. And she told me, we're, we're giving him your middle name, and it made me cry, man. So I'm really happy about that. And uh, she says it could be within the next 48 hours. She was at the doctor today. He says she's already started to dilate, whatever the fuck that means, and uh, – Baby should be popping out in a couple of days. Does she does she live around the area or is she in another state or somewhere? No, she's uh in the Schaumburg uh area, so it's really, really close. And uh her uh her husband is a fucking great guy. Doesn't like sports that much, which is probably good for her, but bad for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he's a great fucking guy. I mean, this this guy works his ass off around the house i wish i could be half as good around the house are you no man are you good with your hands and abuelo aldo gracias miguel um are you good with your hands and fixing things around the house like aguire dan aguire and i are like two two the same you give us a hammer we'll be like what the fuck is this for are, are you man, any good i can't even unplunge a toilet <laughs> That I can do because I got a lot of experience at. I need I need to call somebody for that. <laughs> what about I, you? I'm no good. <laughs> what about you, yeah, teacher? You I, yeah, I'm all right. I like doing stuff like that. Built some cabinets with my buddies. Got a woodworking shop and yeah. I like uh, mm-hmm. working, yeah. fixing stuff, whatever. It with is. a ham sandwich in his back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is he hairy? My fault too, man. I'm just fucking Cook, with you, man. Cooking, I like cooking too. You know, I like making <laughs> barbecue and whatever. Uh, My wife man, and I, I like to cook. Football and porn. That's all I want. All right. <laughs> 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 Enough fucking around. It is time to turn off the lights at the bar room. Actually, the bar room is always yeah. open 24-7. You just go find yourself on demand. Uh, let's go around the horn and get to final takes. Nomad, tell us uh, when is the next show of your podcast with Mr. Shorty, and plug anything at, at all that you want. We're, we're such a new podcast, and we're just getting started, and everything is, is kind of in motion. Right now we're we're Monday at eight Eastern, seven Central, and I don't know what out west, but however that will change probably depending on the NFL schedule. We might move to a Wednesday or Thursday, depending on. And another thing, although we want to make sure we don't step on any toes over here, so whatever we're doing won't cross with what you're doing for sure. So that's it's all it's all moving pieces right now. So just stay tuned. All right. Well, make sure you are following uh, the uh, you should subscribe. Go to Bears Country Podcast here on YouTube and subscribe to their channel. I subscribe. And so I get my messages every time they go live. It appears on my telephone, uh, letting me know 
that they are live and on the air. And if I'm not doing anything, I'm, I'm rushing to, to listen to them. I listened to the first 45 minutes of their, I think it was their last show, and it was fantastic. Uh, they got something good going on over there, and I've ca caught a couple of other shows. Tooch, what do you got right. going on? Yeah. What can you promote for us? I am after the show. I'm going to go subscribe to Bears Country Podcast. Great, thank you, Tooch, so, man. I appreciate yeah. you, bro. No problem, my friend. Uh, like I said, I had an eight-game winning streak for free picks on Twitter. Exploded a little bit. Then I it was like, God damn, overthinking it. You know, now I've lost two in a row. But man, eight eight in a row is pretty tough to do. So uh, it was fun. Now uh, I never thought it would be baseball. I suck at baseball, but you know, got lucky. Mm -hmm. Waiting for football season to start and college basketball, and uh, you know, uh, hanging, hanging with my buddy Anthony, who's uh, yeah. the best out there uh, as far as handicappers. Um, and then uh, you know, uh, watching, watching uh, streaming TV, waiting for that all that sex in the uh, Game of Thrones show. I told, oh my I showed God. my wife that I showed my wife that article. She's like, we gotta watch it now, <laughs> right? <laughs> 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 I, I love that shit, man. All that soft porn that you, so, yeah, you used to I, get on Cinemax or whatever the fuck that channel is called. I'm surprised. I mean, Dan was like, no interest. I sent him a thing. It's like, there's too much sex in this show. It's like, you think Dan would be all over it. You know, the <laughs> light. We have two light bulbs swinging. Although. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty shocking on Dan's part. Um, hey. Hey guys, check out check out uh, the mayor of Kingstown. I don't know who's checked that out, but that's a pretty good show. Who is that one? Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. I'm not sure what the name is. Mayor of Kingstown. I've heard of it. It's on one of the premium uh, premium channels, right? I, I think it's. Uh, I want to say stars, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's, the, uh, that's what I'm gonna say. I saw uh, Jeremy Renner, which is really good. Although you should watch that one. Pray. Which Hulu. one? It's in the, the Predator universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you mentioned that to me, yeah. So What oh, network what? is that on, Tooch? That's on Hulu. Got to check that uh, out. Yeah, it's the, you know, the, the, the Predator, like the Arnold Schwarzenegger Predator movies. It, you know, it takes place in the 1700s, like with Comanche Indians and, you know, French fur trappers and the, the Predator. <laughs> so I just, good, I, just put I, that, I just put that in the memory range, Jack. I, I'm on yeah. that. Memory, yeah, uh, uh, Mayor of Kingstown is on Mayor Amazon Prime and Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, that's what we picked it up. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I'll check that out. The Prey movie, Robbie says he likes the Prey yeah, movie. I, I enjoyed it, it, man. It was good. It's, it's got a young girl who's the star, like, you know, in the Arnold, mm -hmm. you know, role. But it was good, man. Really, really well. I'm on it. I'm on it. Awesome. Hey, uh, I want to let people know that tomorrow... By the way, Tooch, uh, let people know your uh, your Twitter handle. I am at uh, uh, John Santucci VIP on Twitter. Yeah, give out a free pick uh, every day, like the rest of the team of handicappers that I work with, the marketing team, uh, Anthony and myself, and a bunch of other great handicappers. Uh, so they uh, give out a free pick every day, just like me. And Nomad, what's your Twitter handle? I'm at Nomad on Twitter. You can follow me if you want to. If you don't, the hell with you. <laughs> is it just at Nomad? Because I thought there was a, like a whole fucking bunch of numbers after it. There is. I don't know the damn numbers, man. I'm new to it. 
<laughs> I'm brand fucking new. I was trying to find you on Twitter. I put at Nomad, and then a bunch of Nomads are coming up. And then yeah. it's like, holy shit. He's really? Yeah, there was a like at least three or four or five. And uh and so then, like Nomad oh, Bears wow. Country, you know, or yeah, like exactly. Nomad BC or something like that. Change that yeah. fucking Twitter handle. I want to make a star out of you. God damn it. I didn't know that was going on out there. Yeah. We'll take care of you. I yep. wanna I wanna gotcha. I wanna do a nice avatar for you. Like you could have this one, by the way. You could have the, the Wally. <laughs> there we go. There, there we, we go. go. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> it's good. All of us getting a nut off that, man. Yeah, I am. <laughs> or you're welcome to have this one. <laughs> they caught two compromise, man, in that damn cheap ass hotel room. Man, using a motel six when you Motel six. He's in a motel six. He got caught up. The years weren't as kind as thought, although. Hey, that's that, that's it mixed with a transvestite, man. Scaring <laughs> the shit out of me, man. Oh, man, I love it. All right, wackiest show ever. By the way, tomorrow it is Bardon Hockey at 2 p.m. I don't I don't think there's anything in the world hockey going on uh, of interest, but those guys will definitely fill 90 minutes with just yeah. talk about ice cream. And, yep. you know, they give sports. out some free picks, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Vinny, Vinny's partner. Frank uh, Mueller is very yeah. good. You know, he, yep. he gets some hot streaks going. Uh, yep. He's definitely in the plus, so he's definitely somebody to watch, and, and they just have fun. It's a great conversation, so if your afternoon is free, turn on the Barroom Network, and if not, check them out on demand whenever you got some time. Uh, they, they do good work, and then at 7 p.m., it'll be the Mac and Reed Show. My buddies Ross Reed and Evan McLean will uh, talk about Chicago sports. You know they're going to talk 30, 40 minutes on the Chicago Bears. It's an hour show, and then they uh, usually serve uh, save the last uh, 20 minutes or 15 minutes for pop culture talk. They had their uh, top hip-hop albums uh, recently, their top Brad Pitt movies recently. It's all real fun stuff. Those guys, Nomad is a, is a big music person, and those guys, when I listen to their show, Nomad, it's like they've got, because they've they've worked together for four years now, I think, They've got like a beautiful rhythm, a real like jazzy, smooth feeling. They got that rapport going, you know. Um, so great show, 7 p.m., Mac and Reed show. And then at 9 p.m., it'll be the Science Fiction guys. I'm not sure what they're covering, but you know it's going to be nerdy and it's going to be fun. So <laughs> that's uh, our show for tonight. Thanks to Dan Aguirre. As always, John Santucci, our special guest, Nomad. My name is Aldo Gandia. We will see you soon. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Dan and Aldo Bear Their Souls. Make sure you subscribe to the Barroom Network and you give us a rating on iTunes. Until next week, my name is Nomfe. Bear down. <laughs>